0: I'm Mike Bridenstine, and I have listened to None Taken.
1: By the way, there's a big story breaking right now that I don't have a lot of details on yet, and I don't want to sound like a cable news um, parrot. um, But there is a thing happening. Uh, So apparently, back in August, there was a raid done on some office, and the reason behind the raid was that they they believed that. Pardons were being offered in exchange for money um to somebody. Um and the documents were just released today tonight, um that detail what happened uh by that judge. They seized like fifty different electronic devices, including uh tablets and laptops and thumb drives and cell phones that had all this information on it, couple terabytes worth apparently worth of data. Um and the they are moving forward with the investigation apparently.
0: And does it all go back to Rod Blagojevich? <laughs> oh, Giuliani. He's just going to give him a discount on his twenty k. <laughs> well,
1: that's the thing. Like you figure he's going to do Giuliani, anyways. But... All
0: right. Well, I got the laptop turned. We've got a full show sheet. Show sheet. Um, show sheet. Uh, I don't think it's going to be a better time to start. You ready to go? Uh, do you have a beverage though? Nice. Love that sound. Welcome to None Taken, the internet's only debate and current events show, with me, your host, Dustin. Over there is Alan. Thank you for joining us. At the time of this recording, it is Tuesday, December 1st, 2020. It's a great day for America. I'm in San Diego and Alan's in the San Francisco Bay Area. We are here recapping another week of current events and sharing way too much of our tragic personal life. Please subscribe right now whenever, wherever you're listening to this. Where? When? Please subscribe right now if you're listening to this. Jesus. (laughs) Jesus. Since you're listening to this, please subscribe. Share this podcast with your podcasting pen pals. Please leave a five-star review and be sure to tell your friends about us. We also have a Facebook fan group, uh, fan club. It's the Nun Taken Superfans group. Stick around side B of this podcast where we do have a story about sharks. It's going to be a good one. Alan, can you take over for me, please?
1: (laughs) What is up, everybody? We made it. It is December the 1st. Only one month to go in 2020. Uh, last month of this bullshit, the the murder hornets haven't, haven't gotten us yet. I think we're going to be all right. Um, yeah. So hopefully everybody had a good Thanksgiving last week. I know I, I enjoyed my, my time. I know you're going to talk about yours. Um, so actually I said on the show last week that I was going to just get some Black Bear Diner and chill, which I actually did get Black Diner, but, um, my, my roommate knocked on my door on Thursday I don't know, late morning, early afternoon, and was like, "Hey, bud, you know, I just found some uh, some turkey chorizo in the freezer. Sneaking, I was thinking I'd make some some turkey chili. You want to come join me?" And I was like, "Yeah, sure, why not?" So. Did you both spit in it? Yeah, yeah, we definitely did. That's how nice. you get the, the good fermentation thing happening. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, we uh, he made some turkey chili, and we sat out on the deck and watched the sunset over San Francisco. Drank some wine mm. and had a, had a pretty nice little evening there. And then later on that night, I I, I ate the rest of my black bear diner which i had already ordered so uh so yeah i had a nice little thanksgiving it was cool uh watched some some football and hung out so it was nice um on
0: you watched the nfl yeah man people watch the lions
1: the lions was the early game right i was watch. i I, watched i don't i i don't know I, watched, I don't watch
0: the Lions play football. Like it, It's not against the NFL. I'm not one of those guys. I'm not as interested in the NFL as I am college, right. but I, I I, lived in Detroit, and I do not watch the Lions.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I don't recommend the Lions either. I don't think I watched that game. I watched the Cowboys, I think, play, and I watched the Cowboys versus the Washington football team, right? That was, right. Yeah, I watched that. Um, let's see, what else? On on Sunday this last week, Um, actually met up with one of my buddies in Berkeley, and we went scootering. Have you ever been scootering before?
0: Other than like a bird scooter, no. What's a
1: bird scooter? Uh,
0: bird like those uh like lift scooters. You, oh, okay. Oh, you live in the like Bay the stand up. Yeah. Do you one. guys have them there? Or do you have too many hills? We
1: have no. We do. We have them. They're lime lime scooters.
0: I'm sorry. Are you talking about like a Vespa? Yes. Okay, go on. <laughs> do you remember when Mike David on from Red Bar? He used to have yeah, one.
1: Yeah, he loved that thing. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Okay. Go on. All
1: right. So, (laughs) so my buddy is actually involved in a scooter rental business. Um, he kind of does that on the side, um, in, in Hawaii actually. And pre-pandemic, uh, towards the end of last year, he actually went out with his, with his business partner to China and went to this manufacturer of electric scooters, that is kind of blown up. Um, if you Google, like, the best electric scooter, I guess this is the company that comes up. It's called New NIU.
0: So... Not to be confused with Northern Illinois University. Right.
1: The Salukis? No, that's Southern no,
0: Illinois. No, yeah, though these are, I think, Huskies. Ah.
1: Huskies better than Salukis.
0: Yeah, I mean, unless you're an Egyptian, yeah.
1: Dude, I lived in a place one time where my, my roommates had Salukis. Those dogs were assholes.
0: <laughs> okay, never mind. You have personal experience. I have personal
1: experience, yeah. Um...
0: Aren't they from Egypt?
1: I don't know. They're oddly, they, they have those super long snouts and they're super skinny. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Okay. This it's niche
1: dog nobody knows about. How do we get off on that tangent? I don't
0: know. Uh, Northern Illinois University right. makes scooters now. Right.
1: <laughs> so he went and toured this, this manufacturing plant and rode them and they, you know, signed a contract to actually have some of these scooters that they're going to sell and rent in their business. Um, so they just launched in Berkeley um, oh. under the brand name... Uh, Ravel is the the company that's renting them here um and so he's like dude we got to go check them out so I had to do like a little application uh submit your driver's license pass the safety test all kinds of stuff
0: took it just like renting a motorcycle yeah
1: yeah I guess okay um so I did that on like Wednesday or Thursday when he texted me and then we went over there on Sunday and yeah you just put your phone up to it it unlocks the helmet case you take the helmet out what? you turn it on you go for a ride they're just parked all over this, Berkeley
0: so they're just like those bird yes, scooters exactly. I was talking about actually yeah so wow. it's and
1: it's like but with, it's like 10 are bucks they electric? yeah all electric it's
0: like how much range do they have
1: uh not that much that's the thing so how fast do they, they go? go 30 miles an hour
0: that's pretty good. It's pretty good. I was asking my friend or my brother about this like five years ago. I was like, why aren't there more electric? Like as electric vehicles are coming right. on the market, I'm like, why aren't there more electric motorcycles? He's like, how much more efficiency do you need <laughs> than a motorcycle? <laughs> like, A gallon of gas goes like 100 miles. Right.
1: But they apparently these things are going to be pretty much like the future of scooters. That's cool. Battery technology yeah. is going to get better and better and better.
0: Sure. Um, I mean, they've been saying that and it is getting better, but yeah. they haven't had the real breakthroughs they need to make them cheaper, just, you know, longer lasting. Like yeah, yeah. and I guess disposable.
1: from what my buddy was saying, you can buy like different versions of this scooter. They start around $2,000 and go up to around $5,000 and the better. It's not that bad. It's not. And the better versions just have a better battery, more technology mm, okay. and they have, um, uh, they go faster. Okay, so, yeah, but so we rode around Berkeley for a while. It's really cheap, too. It's ten bucks for twenty minutes, so thirty bucks an that hour. Is. And so, if you're yeah. parked, it doesn't charge you. so like you know, we went down to the marina and hung out for a while, parked, yeah. walked around, then we went back. Um, there is a service area where so if if mm. if you're gonna park the the bike and end the ride, you have to be within this this perimeter, right?
0: Yeah, like an area where someone else could expect to pick it up right,
1: but you can uh. you can ride out of that area. It's just oh. that you can't permanently leave it outside that area.
0: So they're not like geotagged. No, like, they're not like shopping carts where the no, walks we up or we something. actually <laughs>
1: checked because we it didn't really say anywhere, and, then, yeah. and so I was like, dude, can we go in the red? He's like, I don't know, let's try because there's a map on your phone that shows yeah. you where everything is, right?
0: Meanwhile, it's an area that you're very very familiar with, but you've just never took a scooter right, there, right?
1: Exactly. So we actually <laughs> yeah. went from Berkeley to Albany and went to that taco place I nice. like. Um, and yeah, you totally could park it there. You just can't leave it there. So the only issue would be is if you ran out of battery and you were outside the perimeter, I guess you'd have to like walk it back (laughs) to inside
0: the, luckily it does come on wheels. Right.
1: And it has a, um, it has a, a reading on it. that tells you what percentage of battery you have left. We, I think in our 20 minute ride, we 20 minutes total of riding, it was still at like 70%.
0: Oh, that's that's better than I would have guessed. That's really good, man. Wow, yeah. that's cool, dude. It was fun. Do they? Does the brake generate the battery? Or it's not no, that sophisticated. No, it's not that okay. sophisticated. Yeah.
1: But it, very very smooth acceleration. Uh, the brakes were excellent. Um, had a nice little phone mount right there. You should stick your phone up there. It it can that's charge cool. your phone while you're while you're Ooh. riding.
0: Um, what's the name of this company again? The the the
1: manufacturer or the one that's renting them? Here? Both. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sure. So the manufacturer is New NIU. And then the the rental company in Berkeley is called Revel R-E-V-E-L.
0: Well, that's cool. I'll look for them.
1: Dude, it was a lot of fun. I got to say, i would never been on a scooter like that before. I've been on the ones like oh, you're talking about, the stand-up ones, but I've never yeah. been on the sit-down ones.
0: I have a question that I think that you implied it, but I just want to double-check. Yeah. Did, how, many, how many scooters did you and your friend rent?
1: <laughs> just one each.
0: Okay, one each, not just one. No,
1: no. <laughs> Although you are allowed to have a passenger.
0: Yeah. No. That would have been fun. Yeah,
1: right? but... <laughs> It was fun. It was well. The hilarious part too was who's the
0: big spoon? Who's the little spoon?
1: I, I would probably be the little spoon. Um, oh, nice. Yeah, we, <laughs> we were riding, and the motorcycle riders would be on the other side coming this way. And the, you yeah. know how motorcycle riders they give you the yeah. little yeah. It was little, hilarious. They are laughing their asses off while they were doing oh, it. But uh, yeah, 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 It was fun. Um, that is great.
0: I do. I do that. I do that in my mini with other minis. And they always ignore me. <laughs>
1: That's awesome. Uh, so we went to a couple breweries and went to – we actually started at Gilman uh, Gilman Street Brewing, hung out there for a bit, and then we went over to Fieldwork, which is only a couple blocks away, and then we, we went to Armistice in Richmond, ended the day there. Um, it was an awesome Sunday, man. I had a lot of fun with the scooters and had some great beer. Um, good times. Good times.
0: Yeah, that does sound like a lot of fun. You told me on Sunday you're like, I am having a great day. Dude, I cannot wait to talk about this on Tuesday. So
1: much fun. It, like you like <laughs> it was it was kind of cool but not cold. It was probably like 65 or oh, so. Oh, yeah, still good still weather. So good weather, sunny, fucking perfect blue skies. So just riding and hanging out was just a lot of fun.
0: And how much I don't ask this as someone who has a ton of experience on a motorcycle. How much motorcycle experience do you have? It's like very little that's cool very right. so very this little. was like very novel feeling. yes yes very that's awesome yeah, yeah very cool that's exciting yeah good times uh my turn yeah what'd you get up to <laughs> uh well we had a little thing called Thanksgiving on <laughs> on Thursday um and um if you promise not to tell anybody I promise Just between me and you just between y- like
1: just between us and our closest friends listening right now
0: yeah, yeah. Definitely. You don't think Gavin Newsom listens. Right? No,
1: I don't think so. Okay.
0: I had three Thanksgiving's. The first one was <laughs> on Thursday on, on Shut up. <laughs> uh, first one was on Thanksgiving Day. Uh-huh. Um, the so we I stayed at the girlfriends and her one of her best friends was in town house sitting in La Jolla. Cool. Like La Jolla, La Jolla. The girlfriend lives in Bird Bird Rock, which is like in between Pacific Beach and La Jolla. And like, it looks good on a map to say you're from La Jolla, but it's very almost Pacific Beach. Um, But this was La Jolla. This was up on the hill of like getting pretty high up on Mount Soledad um, and overlooking the ocean with just amazing views. Uh, I think I had one or two pictures, but uh, so it was a great social distance Thanksgiving. The... I, I don't think I made sense of wh- why we were there. The her friend was house sitting their boss's house, okay, um, and they like do it every Thanksgiving. So we got there and they have like not left their house. They live up up in Temecula, which is like an hour north from here, and like I, they're apparently in a really solid marriage because neither of them's left the house in eight months, wow. and like they're raising their kid and and you know school from home, everything from home, work from home, um, like to the point where they like they're still like wiping down everything before they hand it to you after. Like you'd think it's March when you're talking to them. Um, Intense. So <clears throat> we weren't allowed in the house. Like, so everything was outside. The The house has a really cool, you know, there's like accordion window panes where you can like open up a whole window. Like, you know, those like accordion room dividers. Yeah. So there's like windows of that. That's what separates their bar from the deck where we were sitting. Nice. Uh, yeah. So they just like, accordion opened them so that you have like the... Am I making sense? It made like a little triangle towards me and then a triangle towards them, which provided a little bit of gap so we could talk to each other Mm. and still have glass between each other. Oh, okay. So we were having like a pretty normal conversation just talking to each other through the glass like a fancy prison. And then (laughs) once the food was all done, we sat outside like we had like a fire pit where they could have sat on the other side of the fire pit, but they sat on the other side of the deck on the table and we sat at the fire pit and it was fun. It was weird, but it was fun. Um, we actually had a really good conversations. Like um, I've t- I've hung out with them a couple of times just because anytime we b- drive through Temecula, we just feel like we have to see them. And like, I don't not like them, but that's how it's always felt for me. But end the, the, when I was driving home, I was like, I really enjoyed Walt he was pretty fucking cool like nice. I totally felt like a it felt like a couple like well that sure was a nice couple <laughs> sure was seeing them which like just we haven't done this in eight months right you know, 10 months right but the number changes every fucking podcast but uh, I, I have noticed depending on the mood I'll say we've been doing this for 11 months Um. anyways that was that was my Thanksgiving day that was nice uh, then the next morning uh, we went to my girlfriend's parents house Uh, Her parents recently each got tested, her brother came down, he gets tested all the time, he gets tested all the time for work, and then her sister and her uh, sister's boyfriend came down, they both live in a trailer in, like, Yucca Valley away from everyone okay. and don't Off leave the, the house either. Yeah, so I'm like, <laughs> okay. you know what, Gavin Newsom, you can fuck yourself. This is just <laughs> fine. Like, I am the person that's going to get all these people sick, if anything, you know? But again, I was tested recently. Sure. I, I felt really good about it. Um, It was good. It was fun. Um, the Her family's part Greek, and her mom was like, okay, that's the regular turkey. This one's the Greek turkey. And I'm just sitting there going, oh... <laughs> Don't make an anal joke. Don't make an anal joke. Because like I'm always telling Natasha, I'm like, hey, did I ever tell you the joke? Why did the Greek boy not? Why didn't the Greek boy leave home? Do you know this one? No. Why? He didn't want to leave his brothers behind. <laughs> <Jeez>. <laughs> For some reason, when I was a kid, I found out that there's like some tie between anal sex and Greece. Uh, I mean, I understand it historically, but mm-hmm. the. Um, Apparently, most people don't get that joke told to them, and I just make Greek jokes about anal sex to deaf ears all the time, including uh, a a friend of mine who's Greek when I was younger. Her brother was in town from Greece, and I was like, ah, I'm ready, I got a (laughs) joke for you. And he just stares at me. I'm like, oh, let me explain it to you. Well, one, there was a language barrier. Two, I explained it, which was really fun. (laughs) Luckily, I think that was the night my friend threw up at a sushi place like in the middle of the diner and it was shortly after oh, that and I was like hey hey attention over there. Explaining uh, a joke
1: is always you know the, the most fun yeah. about telling a joke
0: So one turkey was regular and the other one was what, Greek what, style.
1: What is a Greek style turkey?
0: I, I'm sure it has something to do with the way it's stuffed Alan. <laughs> <laughs> then the next day we went to uh, back to my mom's house and so this is now had, Saturday? Yeah. Okay and so she was super bummed cause nobody came over for Thanksgiving, but I'm over there all the time. So I'm like, I think it's fine. So, uh, what did we have? We had chicken. Anyways, I hadn't had like much of a BM at all, like over any of that time period. Cause I was like at the girlfriend's parents' house. I don't want to poop there. And it was at my mom's house and just dude, Sunday morning I had like, one i should have weighed myself before and after it was epic (laughs) i made a meme about it while i was still on the toilet
1: wow that's impressive impressive thanks yeah
0: um yeah (laughs) i i just looked at my notes i guess i have more uh we had a we had a dog date uh we went on a beach walk Uh, we went to the dog beach and walked the dog on sunday i was actually really calm relaxing um and then we watched a movie actually Thanksgiving with the girlfriend's parents called Fat Man, which I actually recommend. I'm not gonna do it in the movie segment, but um Fat Man, it's Bruce Nope, it's uh what's the guy that hates all the Jews? Um
1: Oh, uh d-
0: Mel Gibson. Yeah, that guy. Yeah, uh, Mel Gibson plays Santa and he pisses a kid off and the kid wants to kill him. And I think he hires well, I know he hires a hitman, but I don't think that's spoiling it.
1: Is this on Netflix or where is it?
0: it? Where is this? I had to buy it. It's, oh, so okay. it's on Amazon Prime. I paid for this.
1: <laughs> and this a recent movie?
0: It, it's new. Like okay. it's a video on demand. Like it would have been in theaters right now, and we'd all be like, "Did you see the hilarious Don't... time that that guy like <laughs> screamed at the cop about the Jews and then he was Santa?" <laughs> it, it wasn't very much like the Passion of the Christ, if that's what you're thinking. But the same person did do both movies, <laughs> which is weird. <laughs>
1: That's totally what I was
0: thinking. Can you thinking. imagine being such a Christian that you make the Passion of the Christ, but then you also play a murderous Santa Claus <laughs> defending himself from a hitman?
1: <laughs> uh, he is a special guy, that Mel Gibson. Yeah. Special guy.
0: Uh, Jesus Christ. Can I keep talking before we get into subjects? I have one more thing. One more thing. Yeah, for okay, sure. At, at my mom's house, uh, we were putting together a puzzle like as a family. Mm-hmm. My fucking brother, he, he starts... Getting pissed at me for humming. Like there was some blues playing. It was just like humming along, like with like one of the instruments, kind of. And he's like, Can you stop? And like we get into like a huge thing about it because it pissed me off. And then, like, yeah, and then like 15 minutes later, we've all calmed down. Um, and then we're like, we're trying to look up something, we can't remember the name of a song. And I ask Alexa, Hey, you know, what's the name of this song? And she goes, she answers me, and then she says, as if you know this bitch is fucking listening. She goes, in the future if you'd like you can always just hum a bit to me wow i swear to god wow
1: she was definitely listening just think yeah. just think what she was thinking about your greek joke she probably thought it was funny she probably did i'm sure she enjoyed it uh
0: i i see we have a spot here for dustin Nester yeah sessions, yeah but but i feel like i've been talking a lot well Are you fine with that i'm good
1: yeah ask the question then we can get into sports we have some sporting news
0: Sports games. Do you you want to pick a number on this one?
1: Oh, yeah. Uh, Let's go with uh, four.
0: Okay. Pick number four, my lord. Do you think Vanilla Ice ever referred to his jizz as Vanilla Ice Cream?
1: Oh, God, I hope so. I definitely would if I was Vanilla Ice. You'd have to, right? You'd have to. Like, if
0: somebody told him now, he'd be like, fuck, bitches don't (laughs) don't (laughs) (sighs)
1: Uh, All right. That's great. Thanks. That is great.
0: I see you have a sports subject about my favorite football team and how terrible they are. You want to get into that?
1: Yeah, but this one wasn't... Well, it kind of was. Um, yeah, so <laughs> broncos states over the weekend on Sunday. Um, your team, the Denver Broncos, all four of their quarterbacks had to quarantine. Like, apparently, they... They violated some protocols and were exposed somehow. Didn't
0: follow proto? They
1: didn't follow proto, man.
0: Oh, shit.
1: Yeah. So they actually had to start a practice squad wide receiver, Kendall Hinton, as their starting. Was he
0: wide receiver? I think he was a tight end. Was it wide receiver? Or I thought it was some, wide receiver, but it could tight end wide receiver. Someone catches a football. Yeah, he yeah. doesn't throw,
1: he catches, right? Yeah, yeah. Pitcher, not I a, yeah. Uh, I get it. <laughs> Kendall yeah, see, Hinton yeah. was his name. The Broncos okay. ended up losing thirty-one to three to the Saints. I believe before all this happened, with their, their keybies went down, I think this, the Broncos were actually favored to win this game. And then as soon as yeah, the
0: Saints aren't very good this year. Yeah, right? as soon
1: as the, all their quarterbacks went down, the, the line completely flipped. Um, but yeah, pretty more more you know craziness caused by coronavirus and the way it's impacting sports is pretty pretty interesting.
0: Do you remember in 2003? It might have been 2004, but I'm I'm pretty sure it was 2003. This happened with the fucking Denver Broncos, actually. God damn it. <laughs> um, and Rod Smith, their wide receiver, who was like 90 at the time, was their only player on the team with quarterback experience and by the way i had to look this up t- today and i can't find it so it didn't happen but halfway through the week um I because remember what was our boss's name in um in napa jeff jeff yeah uh jeff me, me and jeff had like a 20 dollar bet on the game okay and and uh, they were playing the Dolphins, I'm pretty sure, and because Jeff was a Dolphins fan. Oh, yeah. And Jake Plummer got sick, and then their backup was sick, and they were like down to the third stringer. And if he was out, Rod Smith would have been their quarterback. Oh, wow. And I tried to look up anything to prove this, and there's no proof of it because he never actually didn't actually happen. Yeah, yeah. Well, do you remember? But then I was like, well, did Rod Smith even play quarterback in high school? And I couldn't even find that out. But I know it was him because I looked at their um, their depth chart, and like none of the other names were like it was. It it had to be Rod Smith.
1: Yeah. Well, this guy apparently had played quarterback in college. But do you remember? And I've only vaguely remember this, but you remember Cordell Stewart for the Steelers? Yeah, slash, yeah, yeah didn't dude, he, he was the quarterback.
0: Yes, he was the quarterback when Colorado won with the miracle at Michigan. So he was he was Colorado, he was University of Colorado's right. quarterback before he was um, on the Steelers. And when he was in the Steelers, he was quarterback slash wide receiver slash kicker. I think well wasn't he just Not,
1: wide receiver slash kind of special teams and then some some like the quarterback got hurt so they put him in and he did so well he just like left I him think there. Right. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. Yeah, something like something like this. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I want to say in the playoff game maybe even. Yeah,
0: maybe. And then they just yeah, left well, him there sure, for sure cuz they were in the playoffs years. all the time, yeah. Then. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, cool the the so college football had uh just a pretty wacky weekend none of the team uh, most it, it wasn't a wacky weekend in terms of games played games played didn't happen any game you wanted to watch this weekend didn't happen right. so um yeah like uh oklahoma had a cancellation ohio state had a cancellation and that ended up giving indiana a higher chance of being the division Dude, it's just it's it's wacky. And Ohio enough.
1: State still might not get to six games.
0: That's exactly right. Yeah, because more teams are canceling. So Ohio State has uh, two games left on their schedule. I don't remember who the other one is, but the big one is against Michigan. Right. And if they can't play one of their next two games, they don't get to play in their conference championship. They don't even qualify. Game. Yeah. Alan, do you know what Michigan's chance of beating Ohio State this year is? <laughs>
1: I'm going to say not very
0: good. It's They haven't beat them in eight years, I think. Right. Mi- I don't think Michigan's beat Ohio State in eight years. That's just unheard of, for one. Uh, like, bad teams still end up beating good yeah, teams just occasionally. Yeah, 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 exactly. Ohio State owns them so much. In fact, I saw a meme that said, um, Biden's won in, o- won in Michigan so many times, he needs to change his name to Ohio State. <laughs> But, but nice. I, I know that Michigan's head coach would never do this, but I wouldn't put it past five or six key players on Michigan saying, you know what? Fuck Ohio state. We can't beat them anyways. Let's go cough in each other's mouths and get this game oh canceled. <laughs> they wouldn't play Ohio state. It would fuck Ohio state season. They, by, right. Yeah, I would. I I'm rooting for that because if that happens and a few other totally possible things, it would be way convoluted and not worth explaining. Uh, there's a chance that Maryland and Illinois would be in the Big Ten title game, which just take a guess if they're any good. They're not good. No, they're not good. Yeah. I'm just having fun with it. This is the silliest sport, and I love seeing when it really shows that off. And I know that that's a byproduct of it not having, like, a commissioner in charge of all the teams. And I like it this way. Um, You know, they're getting to do different things, you know. the uh Arizona State because of game cancellations and the Pac-12 starting so late is 1 and 0 in December <laughs> for the first time ever. No, no, 0 and 1. I got it wrong. They lost and it's like just why did you even do that one? You waited all this time, you did all of this to, and you're probably going to end your season and just be 0 and 1. And that's just it for a whole a football team for a whole year. Like it's we so played one stupid. game and we lost. They've yeah. Took our and ball and went home. We looked at our next two games and said, we don't need to do this. Because <laughs> like, that could still happen. Like, teams could just be like, you know what? We have enough players to play. There's no reason for us doing this. People might get hurt. People might get sick doing this. Like, why? The te- we, there's a very good chance that teams will just start saying, we don't want to anymore. Sorry. And that will have knock on effects to other teams right. that need to. Right. Uh, yeah. It, it's fun. Um, it'll, yeah. Bowl games are going to start getting canceled soon. Just it, I, I live for college football imploding, but I don't want it to go away. Don't get me wrong.
1: <laughs> it is fun to talk about. So in other uh, shutdown news, Santa Clara has shut down all uh, sporting events from a high school level up into the pros. And the 49ers happened to play in Santa Clara, and they had a game scheduled at home this weekend they still haven't figured out what they're doing about that, if they're just going to play it somewhere else or what. They can't even practice. They're not allowed to practice. Um,
0: Talking about practice?
1: <laughs> they can't play. Um, and they have, I think, three more home games scheduled in the during the, the time period that Santa Clara has uh, scheduled for no sp- live sporting events to occur. So they're going to have to figure that out. There's some talk they might play in Oakland, but then again alameda county might shut them down as well so who knows the sharks
0: we don't have time for sharks wait
1: but you said we might all right (laughs) all right but the san jose sharks the hockey team who also play in santa clara county can't practice uh they had some of their their players were already back to practice i think their training camp was supposed to start in a couple of weeks um And so there's questions as to how that's going to happen. But even all of the the college football teams, basketball teams, et cetera, in Santa Clara uh, County are unable to practice. That impacts places like San Jose State, et cetera. Um, So, yeah, we'll see what happens. And that's just a a microcosm of what's happening all around sports with how it's being impacted by COVID-19. All right. Before we get into news and politics, you had a question.
0: Okay, I'm ready. I'm ready as uh, well. I okay. hope. I, I hope I'm ready. This one's ready. This one's related to the next topic, okay. so I'm shoehorning, shoehorning it in. Uh, okay. Do you think the lack of voluntary mass compliance is its own, quote-unquote, disease or a symptom of our lack of community?
1: So, when you, so you're differentiating that as lack of community is not a disease. <laughs> so what would the disease be then?
0: The, well the virus is the disease. No, I'm saying the quote is...
1: Wait, ask the question again. I, sorry, I'm sorry. Yeah, okay. Ask again.
0: Do you think the lack of voluntary mask compliance is its own disease or a symptom of our lack of community? Like, do you think that we don't wear masks because we're specifically pricks about this? Or do you think that we... Like, on a larger note, like, take a look at the way we respond to the virus, right? hmm uh, or like the way we treat elections. People in the center feel like they got ignored. People in the center of the map feel like they got ignored by people on the coast, so they revolt. Uh, with the virus, it hit people on the coast first, and people in the center said, oh, I don't care, that's not my neighbor, or that's not me, and now they're suffering. So all these Republican senators are willing to come to the table now for unemployment insurance now, even though people on the coast who would have, you know, their, their parties were coming to the table. I just feel like all of those people now have the ability to firsthand see the impact of the virus and they're willing to talk more. It seems to me that if we had a better sense of community, we would just say, yeah, that's a version of me that lives within our borders and follows the same laws. I guess we better take care of them just like I would me.
1: Okay. Well I, I that think was it's one question. I I, <laughs> I think that it's more a an indication of the polarization with, within the country, which includes, I guess you could say it's partly has impacted the way we view ourselves as a community um, in that we're, we don't necessarily see well ourselves as Americans. We see ourselves as on Team A or Team B more than than that um and so that's impacted it. i mean i just thought, i heard a study i want to say today and i don't have the exact numbers in front of me i'm kind of going off the top of my head here um so at the beginning of the pandemic uh there's a there's this 100 point system that or 100 point test that they um use to determine how well people were re- reacting to the virus like how well they were actually socially distancing wearing masks doing the things they're supposed to do to, to stay safe and Democrat, excuse me, at the beginning of the pandemic, Democrats and Republicans were actually pretty close um, as far as their scoring. Uh, I want to say Democrats were like in the 90s and Republicans were like in the 80s. As the pandemic has worn on, both groups have significantly dropped. So um, now I want to say Democrats were in the 60s and Republicans were in the 40s in this 100 point uh, question. So Not only did both groups drop, but the disparate um, results between the two parties, the gap widened. Um, So I think it's indicative of just the the polarization of us as a body politic. And I mean, sure, part of it is the fact that we don't seem to care about community as much as maybe our, our parents and our grandparents did in times past, which is sad. Um, but I don't know if that answers your question.
0: <laughs> oh, no, it definitely does. Yeah. I mean, I think everything you raise is valid. I just think that I, in our lifetime, I feel that the lack of community has been driven home. Like, before we had this to care about, before we had terrorism to care about, before we had, like, when it was just the 90s, hmm. and we beat the Cold War, and it was only America as a superpower, right. and the world was fucking great, right? Like, it, just in, from our perspective. Sure. Do you remember that? Yeah. Okay. Then we still said our lack of community is tearing us apart as a country we don't know our neighbors mm-hmm. blah 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 and i feel like that is what this is all downstream of but sure the polarization happens because we don't feel like the person next to us is someone that we need to care about as much you know well and i think um,
1: social media has done more to just amplify that because first of yeah. all people are people have less incentive to actually see people in real life cuz they they, they have their communities online, right? Um, and then.
0: And, it, and it's their community. It's their community. It's so their silo. So it's just yeah. the,
1: the, the echo chamber of their own beliefs.
0: And it amplifies our own beliefs in ourselves, too. Like the myths we tell ourselves yeah. are allowed to be persistent longer in that kind of environment.
1: Yeah. Versus when, you know, people would hang out at the, at the local pub or, you know, the diner or whatever, and you'd had to talk to your neighbor, whether, you know, you disagreed with them politically or not. Maybe you didn't talk about politics, but you. Yeah, you had a relationship
0: with those people, right? Because you would learn how to talk right. to them without talking about politics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. interesting. <clears throat> That's a good question. Thanks.
1: All right, so should we go into coronavirus?
0: Yeah, yeah, let's do it. Coronavirus.
1: <laughs> it's hard to sound <laughs> excited like, when we. Or... <clears throat> I know. Well, it sounded
0: <clears throat> bummed. I was like, yeah. I know. I was like, wait. I could feel so, it. Yeah, we got to. We got to turn into this. We'll, we'll make it work.
1: All right. So 13.7 million total cases reported <clears throat> so far in the U.S., 167,000 today, which is a 3% change in the 14-day average. Now, obviously, that that has come significantly down. We were talking about 15, 20, 30, 40% changes in, in the 14-day moving average on prior week shows. However, <clears throat> the problem is that these are where we're plateauing is like the worst numbers we've seen. I mean, the first, the first day that we hit over a hundred thousand cases was just like, Holy shit, that happened. Um, and now we're sort of plateauing in this 160,000, 150,000 cases a day, uh, level. And obviously there's a lot of concern that, you know, a couple weeks from now we're going to have the aftermath of the holiday, where hopefully you know everybody was as cautious as you are with your three Thanksgivings, but maybe they weren't. <laughs>
0: uh, <laughs> I appreciate the way you framed that.
1: And so we might we might see a huge spike in cases. Uh, deaths are also um, on the the uptrend. Sadly, at twenty eight percent. They're moving up 28% of the last two weeks with 1,200. That's,
0: that's a percentage of growth. Right, percentage of growth. Right, okay.
1: Yeah, I don't know why I couldn't get that out. Um, no,
0: it's okay. But um, So 28% of the people with COVID are not dying. Um, no, it's good. It's, it's, yeah, it's 28% increase in the amount of people per day that are dying.
1: Yes, over the okay. last two weeks on average. So today, 1,265 dead Americans due to coronavirus.
0: It was over 2,000. It was. At like some last point. Tuesday or something, right?
1: So that was weird because I saw that number on like the news saying it was over 2,000, yeah. but the number I saw in like the newspaper, like the New York Times, yeah, sure. was, okay. was not that high. So I don't know where that number was coming from. <sighs>
0: Yeah, that's strange. Okay. Um, I mean, the
1: one other concerning number that we haven't really talked about previously is is hospitalizations. Um, we're at 96,053 hospitalizations today, which is a 34% increase. Um, a lot of places are saying that if the trend lines continue, that by the third week of December, we'll be running out of hospital beds. Um, and actually, actually, in California, it could be even worse than that. Um, So I'll just go into some California stats real quick here.
0: Those stats were very confusing to me. I I can't wait to hear you break them down.
1: Okay, cool. So in California, we've been averaging about 15,000 cases a day, which is an increase of 50% from the previous record over the summer.
0: And now when we say cases, that means someone took a test like I did and got a positive result. That's right. Right? Okay. Now, if I got a positive result and didn't get any further symptoms uh, that still is a case, right
1: That's right if you test positive okay. and you're asymptomatic, you're still a case okay all so right. you were a, you were asympt-
0: for context yes. that's a, a very large amount are asymptomatic I'm not, you don't think I'm dismissing the virus, no not right? at all okay all right but so cases are going up but that doesn't mean deaths
1: that's right. Deaths. Have I know gone you're up.
0: saying deaths have gone up I know slightly, I'm,
1: but I, but yeah. yes. Uh, so yeah, that is just cases. So the problem is California, while being the wealthiest state in the country, doesn't have a lot of hospital beds. We have 1.8 hospital beds per thousand people. So.
0: For, Isn't this more of a function of how many people we have, though? Because we have a shitload of hospitals. That's true. Or does it depend on where you live? It does depend on where you San live. Because in San Diego, there's a lot of hospitals. <laughs> it's a medical town. It does
1: depend on where you live. Um, there are only two states that are worse than us in per capita hospital beds. And they're both on the mm-hmm. West Coast, Washington and Oregon, wow. next to us. So hmm. um we do have some sort of like... uh I don't know, some some extra that we could put into the, the pipeline if we needed to. There are some some medical centers that have been taken I offline. Mean it sounds like
0: they must think that they aren't necessary if we're shutting down businesses as opposed to putting hospitals online.
1: Yeah, so we'll see what happens, but there are some... Well, no,
0: seriously, actually, hold on. <laughs> I'm angry with what okay, I said okay. calmly. So you're saying they have ways of increasing the hospital... Capacity. Capacity. But rather than letting people take their best measures to not get sick, and then if they do, and then if they get so sick that they have to be put into a hospital, they're not going to go that route. They're going to say, everyone, close down your fucking businesses again.
1: Mm, I see what you're saying.
0: That, I'm sorry. Like This isn't how you solve this. I, I, I know I have a rant in me, and it's going to be later, but I'm angry. I, I need to step back from the microphone. That's bullshit to me. It, please give a logical counter to what I'm saying. <laughs> like that, that's, can you see, can can you, if you think I'm wrong, can you at least see why I'm angry?
1: I can see why you're angry. I, I I think that, so, so you're suggesting that instead of, of shutting businesses down, that we bring online more hospital capacity.
0: What do we know will happen if you shut down the businesses?
1: Well, I mean, we know
0: the. I'm not talking about the virus. What do we know will happen to the people that own the businesses? if I mean, the, shut down the, the businesses. The, the economic just, please impact. Please just don't don't be. Please don't. Please don't. Um, what you're? Uh, what what kind of a witness is that? You're. Um, um, you're a hostile witness right now. <laughs> please, just, I. What will happen? What do we know will happen if you shut down the businesses?
1: The economic impact is huge and tragic and people will lose businesses, people will yeah. you know, people can't pay their employees, people can't pay yeah. their rents, all of so those people
0: th- will not get paid, rents will not get paid. Yes, it's bad. But I'm sure that the government having told us to shut down will have no problem paying all those people so they can make their rent, right? No, well, I so don't So they're not gonna do that. Wait, I'm sorry. But but so we know that will happen, but we think we might have too many people going to the hospital if we don't do that. You know, I I do not want to have to be the person making this decision, and I don't mean to sound as cold as I must sound right now. This is just my anger speaking, but man. F you again. Like, like you know the impact of shutting down these businesses, and you're not choosing to get more hospitals online, and that's an option. I don't want to see the virus spread. I really don't. But I do believe that people can. People can be encouraged to make the best decisions they can and live within their risk budget, but when you take that away from them, they just turn to the government for answers. Like, we're all in this position where we expect the government to answer this because two weeks into the like it, this spreading around, we said, you know what? We don't trust you with this. You're clearly not listening. Everyone shut down. I was slightly appreciative of that. Looking back at this now, I am not a fan of that. I do not think that that is... An appropriate reaction given the mandate that our government has to protect us.
1: So I don't directly equate online or, or bringing online additional hospital capacity to preventing the need for some sort of shutdown if things get really bad. I, I don't think, I think you you probably need both of those things. So in other words, I'm not saying that I'm, I don't think that we could just bring online more hospital beds and then not worry about it. Like we can just let, Of course. I, not. like that's still, that doesn't change the, the fact that we will have, I mean, you know, 15,000 Californians testing positive a day and however many, you know, dying per day. That's so that doesn't solve the problem of just, Oh, we have more hospitals to put people in that. That's, that's not the issue. I mean, yes, that's, that's an issue, but that's not the core issue. Does, does that make sense?
0: It it does, and I don't want to be sitting here making the argument for opening up every business because people clearly don't make good decisions when given that opportunity. And this isn't a uh, this isn't a situation where if you make a mistake, that mistake stops at you. That's the issue of the virus. I completely get all that. I wish that we listened to experts that are saying things like, yeah, a blanket shutdown isn't very effective. Specific targeted ones, um, you know, places where people consume mind altering substances that tend to get them to be more jovial and do the thing that get people sick, which isn't touching surfaces, which isn't, you know, limiting capacity to fucking grocery stores, which, don't get me wrong, I don't feel safe going into a grocery store, but I would feel a lot more safe, masked up, going to a grocery store, touching things, knowing that that's not how people by far, by large, get this virus, than going to a bar with poor ventilation where everyone's talking with their jaws unhinged. Mm -hmm. Like, I can get that. Something targeted like that makes total sense to me. Right. But the amount of businesses and the sweeping ways that they are closing businesses, it... It's it's bothering me.
1: I was just going to say that this is so for retail. This is peak time. A, a shutdown of non-essential businesses like right now between now and Christmas. Can you imagine the impact that would have? It's huge. And for some small businesses, depending on what you know what they're selling, I mean, the, the period between Thanksgiving and Christmas might make their year. Right? Um, yeah.
0: Well, I mean, it's called Black Friday for that reason. You go from the red to the black during this time of the year, traditionally. Yeah.
1: So, obviously, that would be catastrophic, and I don't want to see that either. Uh, Today, uh, Governor Newsom came out and said, I quote, If these trends continue, we're going to have to take much more dramatic, arguably drastic action, Um, which seems to end. Who said this? Newsom. Gavin
0: Newsom, and and then what is he going to do to defy his orders directly after he does that?
1: I'm sure he'll go have lunch at the French Laundry. It'll be fine. Like the, th-
0: this is beyond just bothersome. Like this is anger-inducing.
1: Yeah, yeah, I, I, I feel it. Like I,
0: I, I, think, I think they're hypocritical because when forced to live up to their standards, they can't do it because of the reasons that they begin to experience. That it's unreasonable to have your government impose something like a curfew like this.
1: Or you can't have more than 10 people at a gathering or <laughs> all of that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, but honestly, the because trend lines, I'm also the, tr-
0: the person that wants to follow that advice,
1: the trend lines are really disturbing. Um, and they are, I'm really worried about what it's going to look like in two I, weeks. Really worried about it.
0: Me too. Me too. Me too. But I don't believe in the effectiveness of, of the shutdowns, there was a study done by the economy department at the University of Chicago. I don't know if you saw this. They said that they they measured a sixty percent drop in all foot traffic, um, or like sales volume through retail stores, uh, when government shutdowns were imposed. However, their complete data says that only seven percent of that lack was caused was was due to government imposed shutdowns. The remainder was just people choosing to not put Voting themselves. Voting with their feet. Yes, and which is what I've been doing, what you've been doing. When movie theaters opened up in San Diego, nobody fucking went. <laughs> right. So they. Right. So so movie um, studios pushed all their movies back. Like that tells you something. Like people don't want to do it. It's not because they're told they can't. And but once you start telling them that they can't, then that's. It's called safetyism, and I have a rant in me later. <laughs> okay.
1: All right. You wanted to talk about this new test, this coronavirus test.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, So uh, after, you know, my Corona scare and the fact that like in San Diego, I called it a medical town recently. It's a it's a military town, but it's also a medical bio, you know, tech town. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I just assumed that we had like 6 12 24 testing sites that you could just like have no problem getting tested cuz it's 8 months cuz it's 12 months into this Alan um <laughs> sure and and it took it took me all morning just to get approval to go somewhere and get a test. Right. Uh, and I'm just like, that's fucking dumb. Uh, so they have some new testing uh, that hasn't, do you have it?
1: Yeah. So I think they're waiting for the FDA to approve it. This is a that's right. test from yeah, Can- FDA cl- from Cantaro Bio- Biosciences, um, yes. which is, it's actually a little bit different than the other testing that we've seen. This actually tests for, it tells you the amount of antibodies in your system. So not, right. not not just the fact that you have antibodies, but actually gives you a reading to see how, like, how how much, how many. That's a weird thing to like say. Like how sick
0: you were. Yeah, or, or, or how. Contagious. The
1: level of reaction by your immune system to the virus, I guess, would be the, the more accurate yeah. way to say that, right?
0: Right, which should indicate what your viral. Immunity would be. Load. Was.
1: Well, and also lo- your immunity load? going forward.
0: Right. Right. Instead of just saying, hey, you have on antibody that we found, right. they can say, wow, you got yeah, shit well, loads of the body. Yeah. Good. And they're yeah. actually saying
1: they could use this test to test the efficacy of vaccines, too. So once sure. somebody has the vaccine, they can test them and say, well, how many antibodies do they actually have in their system? And so we can tell if, if they're going to likely be protected from, from getting infected again.
0: That's cool. So I, I don't know why I got a hair up my ass about this company, Cantaro. Is that a phrase? Kentaro. hair up your ass. Yes, it is. Okay, is uh, okay. This is off subject. Is it H A I R?
1: <laughs> I think so. What would the op- okay. what would the other option be? Would it be H E R R?
0: No, <laughs> that's me. That's my last name. That's not what I meant. I actually forgot that's how you say my last name. No, I was thinking. Um, I thought we were going uh, back H-A- to H A. No, I was going to H A R E.
1: What? Oh, oh, like a like rabbit. A, yeah. Okay.
0: So I had just a wild hair at my ass about this company. <laughs> and I was, I was like, what the fuck is Cantaro Bioscience? Like, it sounds like suspicious, doesn't little it? A little uh, bit. A little bit. So stuff. I I just looked. Yeah. Yeah. It just, I, I didn't, I stopped looking into it too much when I saw that they're the commercial arm of Mount Sinai. Yes. Um, so I guess that makes sense, right? Like you got to be able to, oh yeah, not, not the mountain that Moses talked to God from, <laughs> um, we're all over the place. Yeah, anyways, the the these guys I guess make money for the hospital. There. Mm-hmm. There we go. When they can't make money off COVID patients because that conspiracy theory.
1: Right. I actually heard somebody talking about this at home test that the FDA also has not yet approved, which is very similar to like a pregnancy test. Where right. That
0: was so I saw about that the day after my testing fiasco. I was like, We're ten months into this. Like <laughs> So you think they would have had that? Like, if we were in a third world country, I would have been like, that's cool. You got six months. We're Ten months into this. Alan, we're 13 months into this, and they still don't have an at-home It's been
1: a year and cancer. a half, Dustin.
0: It's been it's been 18 months. I, People have had two <laughs> kids in this time. <laughs> there are Irish twins running around, and they still don't have a cure.
1: Yeah, but that's the administration's fault, uh, let's be Test. honest. Uh, is it? this? So this testing is supposed to be a lot more accurate as far as, um, like, how...
0: Did you just blame Trump for no reason? Hold on. I did. I actually, I'm only gonna hold. Okay, I. What do you mean no I reason? Don't like him. Well, I don't remember know that the it's his first fault that we don't have effective testing. That was the CDC's fault
1: under his administration. Do you remember the first few weeks of? I, you that know we what? Had I'm this.
0: fine giving him the failure credit, but I don't think that's fair. This we, time,
1: I talked about testing on this show for weeks and weeks and weeks back in the day. Yes, and it was.
0: Yeah, but we never said Trump is actively stopping new tests well, from being made.
1: His administration bungled it. I mean, I mean, do you? We can I, not I blame him directly if you don't want to. There no. were mistakes were made.
0: I just think we'll lose credit when we got to do some other stuff later. Do you
1: remember the article about Kushner drawing back the nationwide testing?
0: Yeah, because he didn't want to help Democratic right. cities, right? or no? Because they found out it was primarily.
1: Hurting. They thought it was just going to hurt blue states. They're like, "Fuck that!" Yeah, we'll blame the governors instead of doing it. If yeah. they had instituted a nationwide testing which regime, then
0: goes back to my fucking question.
1: If, if they had instituted a nationwide testing regime, I think we'd be a lot further along now than we are.
0: Yeah. Okay, I'm with you. Yeah.
1: Um, so just back to that that test, which has not been approved yet. They apparently so that that test is is really more. Um, more effective because it tells you if you're likely to be shedding viral load. Not just, Heh. which sounds funny, I know, but not just whether or not you, you still have some antibodies because you've been infected in the past, right. but whether or not you might actively actually be contagious. That's cool. Um, and you can do it at home and apparently it's pretty easy. You just do a little swab. But it's not like the swab you have to shove all the way up to your right. brainstem. It, uh, you just like, I think you just put it in your nose or maybe your mouth and you put it in this solution and you put it on this testing strip, very similar to a pregnancy test. If you see a line, you're infected. If you don't, you're not.
0: Then you pee on it. <laughs>
1: sure. Sure. If you want, right. you pee on it.
0: You, uh, I've been waiting all week to hear. You said there was some news about the vaccine that might be yeah, you said it's been as, growing as legs my, or something.
1: As, as might have been indicative by my sigh here. I, I really thought this was going to be a bigger thing, and I can't tell if I'm just not looking in the right places to find this, uh-huh. or if it's being suppressed, or what's going on here, But so remember I had the story last week about the AstraZeneca vaccine and how they had two different efficacy rates. There was a 60% and a 90%. And the 90%, so the better efficacy rate was based on the patient getting a half dose the first time and then a full dose two weeks later.
0: Was it a different vaccine that had a higher percentage with elderly or was that this one too then? Because I think there was one where they were like, it's 90% with the elderly, which is the important one.
1: That was this one as well.
0: That was this one too? Okay.
1: Yeah, but so the question is then, well, why did they give them a half dose to begin with? Right.
0: And so it was... I've heard other people hint that it was because they screwed yes, up yes that's what i heard as well things but then i've also heard that they were like no we wanted to use multiple groups so, so okay well go with what your memory is so
1: what i heard was that yeah they fucked up in the manufacturing process and they only they, they manufactured a bunch of these doses at at half size of what they were supposed to be um and i thought that that might kind of blow up as like a big story and it just i can't find anything about it so i don't know where it went
0: do you think like part of operation warp speed is to scrub the internet of a negative <laughs> virus story i'm not joking
1: insert conspiracy theory yeah sounder here
0: atlanta didn't never burn atlanta was a false flag operation and abraham lincoln was a crisis actor this whole like half dose um full dose you know wing it and we'll just see what works mm-hmm. thing totally reminds me of that mitch Hedberg joke the the pringles joke I think Pringles a laid back company because they were supposed to be a tennis ball company, but a bunch of potatoes showed up, and they said "fuck it, cut them up." Like that's totally what they did. They're like, "Well, we're making vaccines. Give them half, I guess, right?"
1: That's hilarious. Uh, I love how Mitch Hedberg has multiple potato jokes. That's my favorite. What's
0: the other potato joke?
1: Uh, you know, sometimes I put a baked potato, potato in the oh, oven yeah. just in case, because you know I might want one yep. an hour later.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, he he didn't have a joke about it being offered a frozen potato, right? No, not, not that I recall. Okay, do you? No, it, you know, I said yes because I would like a regular potato later.
1: <laughs> nice, nice. Okay. Um, I don't know where am I going
0: from here. Uh, uh, I, I, unless you had more about that vaccine, um, I had heard a few things like. That vaccine's going to do really well if we can get good dosage in the U.S. Like you said, it's cheap to make, um, but this might be the one that wins out just because of the temperature and the cold storage chain being removed from it.
1: Yeah, that's that's a huge, a huge win for this one. Um, I think it will definitely be probably the, the first vaccine that gets released globally and. Um, we might have these other these other vaccines from, you know, Moderna and Pfizer might be released here earlier than that, just because the FDA will likely approve them
0: sooner. Um, and, and we're just going to get what we get. We're, there's not going to be any, oh, actually, can I have the Moderna one? Like, there's just doses are out there and you either can have a vaccine or not, right? Do I understand that right?
1: Pretty much, yes. And then there's going to be a, a hierarchy of who gets these things first. And second and third and fourth.
0: Yeah. And we've kind of covered that, I think.
1: And we would expect that. That makes sense.
0: Sure. Uh, Did you see the radiologist and Fox News guest turned President Trump's top (laughs) coronavirus advisor, Scott Atlas, resigned? (laughs) That's his full, like, that's his That's his
1: bio, yes. He,
0: He is a radiologist that went on Fox News. The president saw it, hired him as a coronavirus advisor. But then he was, and he the was doctors. the
1: guy that was suggesting that we should all just cough on each other so we can get to herd immunity. Um,
0: he didn't quite say yeah, it that much, okay. but yeah, sort of also fine. shout out to fellow radiologist and listener Eric Paulson. Dr. Paulson, what's up? What's up, Dr. Paulson? I just don't want to besme- besmirch all radiologists no, no. here. I mean, we do turn to Dr. Paulson for advice re COVID, but and Kobe Beef and and Kobe Beef, you should follow his uh, Instagram, the Grand Cattle Company. Oh. There's some really sexy cuts of beef on there. I could that. go for
1: some Kobe beef right now. Oh, God, I just keep thinking about that marvelized <laughs> beef. <laughs> Sounds pretty fucking good. <sighs>
0: he was going to give me a bunch when I moved to Tulsa, and then I didn't.
1: Damn it. I mean, I would move yeah. to Tulsa just for that.
0: Yeah. I'm sorry.
1: Just get a vacation home there. It's fine. Right. Yeah. Um, You had a note here about the uh, one of... Biden's new appointees, the director yeah. director of the OMB.
0: Yeah. So, um, yeah, when I first saw the name, I think it sounded familiar. But to be fair, I saw the name. I didn't see it fr- as like an announcement from Biden or any of his people, but I heard about it through Matt Taibbi. He wrote a great piece on his Substack. But getting into the subject, so the Democratic Party and Joe Biden have uh, made a clear pivot to crush the left wing of their party. Like, would you would you agree with me on that? Like, when you look at his cabinet picks, like, weren't you expecting some sort of like, you know, his fellow cohorts during the campaign would show up? Like, there's no Buttigieg, there's no warren or bernie or anything like that which i'm kind of good with kind of not you know
1: i think there still could be some some posts that some of those individuals get um i i do believe that biden is a centrist at heart um i do believe camel is a centrist um and all of the talk that they were going to be
0: DC centrist, by the right. way, so militarist, corporatist, sure. not like a centrist from I don't know, you know, a normal person's town. Right,
1: right. Uh, yeah. So all the talk that they were going to be dragged, you know, to the far left by the liberal wing of the party, I never put a lot of stock in that. Um, I don't know if they're. I mean, this this article is interesting. I did read it, but yeah. I don't know if they're actively attempting to destroy the left wing of, of the party. Um, well. I mean go ahead, go into I think, it get I mean, into I think it.
0: That, yeah, sure, sure, sure. Okay. Well so so once given an opportunity to start staffing people, they're neglecting them and picking suspicious ones. So uh the newest evidence which you won't hear on the news since they're still sucking Biden's old wrinkly rapey dick is that <laughs> Biden will appoint longtime Sorry, <laughs> long time <laughs> did I get you on you that did one? Was it the ra- was it the wrinkly rapey or dick part? I
1: think it was all three. It was the it was I think it was the second word. Okay. Yeah.
0: Oh, so they're going to appoint longtime Center for American Progress uh, chief Nira Nira Tandon. Center Center for American Progress was founded by John Podesta, uh, made famous by Alex Jones. Podesta, the Podesta emails, um, I, made famous by the emails. Uh, anyways, John John Podesta was the was Hillary's campaign chief and the chief of staff, chief of staff uh, for the White House under Obama. So. Like, that's fine. But this is, th- this comp, this they are.
1: We'll talk about so what that means as far as. So he he was the, he was the. Well,
0: wait! I'm not done talking about who they are. Okay, that's what I, that's what because, I meant. Yeah. Okay, so the idea for what um, that what the Center for Center for American Progress is is like a West Wing in waiting um it's that the idea is you would groom people that are already in washington for their positions should they be available in a democratic white house and also grooming the person that you would hope to be your party's candidate Um, but this works outside of and with the democratic party to help help shape their party. they are more the center for american progress it is Democrats maintaining power first and then all of their American values. So like th- th- in my opinion, they're just as bad as like evil right wing organizations that only care about keeping the Republicans in office and Mitch McConnell in okay. control of the Senate. Okay. So, um, so like like think of them as everything that the Democrats wanna be if they could get rid of their annoying socialist part okay. of their party.
1: Okay. And I, I think that's a relatively fair assessment. Yeah, because
0: you're familiar with them. So Neera Tandon has been appointed to uh, to Biden's cabinet um, in the Office of Management and Budget. Um, so it's management and budget. So actually, rather, it's budget, budget and management. <laughs> did you say like, budget? I did. <laughs> I, I'm really struggling to keep my words in order. So on, on its face, that's not shocking, right? Like you've probably never heard of her. You have probably barely heard of the department, um, but. Let's turn to Matt Taibbi's Substack for more reporting. So December 1st today, headline, With Tandon Choice, Democrats Stick It to Sanders Voters. The appointment of a longtime anti-Sanders troll to the Biden government is an impressively petty end zone dance by Democrats celebrating the crushing of their left flank. Tandon is famous for two things, having a puddle of DNC talking points in place of a cerebrum and despising Bernie Sanders. She was hashtag resistance most visible anti-Sanders foil, spending awe-inspiring amounts of time on Twitter uh, bludgeoning bludgeoning Sanders and his supporters as a deviant mob of Russian tools and covert horseshoe theory Trump lovers. She has, to put it gently, an ardent social media following. Every prominent media figure with even a vague connection to Sanders learned in recent years to expect mud-drenching pushback from waves of Nira trolls after any public comment crossing DNC narratives. No name in blue politics is more associated with something opposition to Sanders than Tandon. So here's where it gets personal.
1: Wait, hold on. Well, it got personal yeah. already. Having yeah. a puddle of DNC talking points in place of a cerebrum, <laughs> while a, a a very funny line. Um, I don't know if that. I mean, you know, it's it's his. Suspect. Well, she goes and plays troll
0: on but, on Twitter <laughs> like Trump like. If if someone behaved in the way I've seen I mean, I've when I used to support the Intercept, I remember that's where I remember them talking about her is she basically perpetuates the Bernie Bro idea through reacting to anyone that can be per, misconstrued as threatening or evil or bad online because they throw that out there the fact that bernie bro is a thing is totally a tandem uh creation can you explain like, what bernie not, bro means yeah they, they, if you said anything bad about bernie you'd get attacked by these vicious like bernie loving men online and they were sexist and they were just you know just as bad as any troll group and and i just i don't believe it i think that it's a i I think that there are bad actors you don't get me wrong but just like in any group but i think that the idea that has been propagated that that is a thing the fact that i know that phrase is is completely, I think, of fabrication and uh, something that was magnified by, by Tandon. It was like, almost like, like... It was supposed to be name, sort of... Name one of the Bernie people that you could think of that would be vicious to women, you know, just all of that. Like, it just doesn't...
1: What I was going to say was the, the Bernie bro is almost like the left's... It was comparable to the... the ardent trump supporter on the right yeah
0: red hat yeah, yeah.
1: right it was yeah. yeah so a bernie bro was the the maga of the left yes
0: sure okay. yeah not willing to let go the fact that hillary stole the um uh, Primary. stole the nomination from from bernie which it does appear they did but okay yeah. um okay. but i'll be called a bernie bro for saying that <laughs> so going back into my into Taibbi's article this is where it gets personal mm-hmm. uh Biden is making this person director of the Office of Management and Budget. Sanders is the ranking member and perhaps future chair of the Senate Budget Committee. Every time Bernie even thinks about doing committee business, he'll be looking up at Nira Tandon. For a party whose normal idea of humor is 10,000 consecutive jokes about Trump being gay with Putin, that's quite a creative fuck you. <laughs> I tend to agree with Matt Taibbi on most things, and I'm kind of in step with him here.
1: Well, I mean, he, he goes on to quote this uh, tweet from David Serrata, who was a former uh, Sanders aide. Oh, yeah. Who, put, who said, in my opinion, it's not a coincidence that they're putting Neera Tanden, the single biggest, most aggressive Bernie Sanders critic in the U.S., specifically at OMB, while Sanders is a Senate Budget Committee ranking chair. So obviously people within Sanders' circle are seeing it in that light as well.
0: Yeah. And I mean, this is fine. Like that. I think that the, the Democrats recognize that they won, they are going to pay a lot of lip service to the left, um, in ways we'll actually get into a little bit more, but I don't think that, um, I don't think they have any intention of actually doing anything other than, what could it like if you squinted your eyes a little bit, look very much like the later years of the Bush presidency. Um, you know, just neocon bleeding into neoliberal, just what you know, this'll be uh Obama. You mean you mean the Clinton? No. Okay. Yeah. I don't. I don't think there's much different. What What did you think I said wrong? Uh, you the, said the last. I meant. I meant the last years of the of the Bush presidency. Oh, okay. You know the wars. The foreign wars were established. They. You know. Hopefully, we're wrapping up, but aren't quiet. Who knows? That's basically where we're at right now. You'll have someone in office that's. You know they on the they say they're against war, but their track record doesn't show it. Other than how they've acted since regretting, getting into the Iraq War. At at the presidency, right? Like so, what I just hinted at is that the president is, or excuse me, the president elect is on the on his surface an anti war person because they didn't like the way they got burned going into uh, Iraq. However, he just hired the person that gave him that bad advice to be the his chief of uh, the chief of staff. No. Uh, a Lincoln? No, that's Ron Klain, his,
1: his chief of staff.
0: Okay, so he hired him as his secretary of state?
1: Secretary of state, I believe, yeah.
0: Okay. Yeah. And he brought in John Kerry, admittedly, you know, not quite as... It's going to be in that climate czar position, but John Kerry voted for Iraq, voted for... Uh, for war, try, tried to push for war with Libya and tried to push as early as 2019 was lamenting the fact that we didn't go to war with Syria. Uh-huh. So like, these are the people he's bringing in there. I mean, it is capital C center DC politicians. They have nothing to do with a centerist politician where all of us come from. They have to do with what a centerist would be in a militarized <laughs> lobbyist driven town with power. Like that's like, this is not, The center. This is right and left wings overlapping while the rest of us are third party and just saying like, really, I just have to pick one of you. I don't really like what you're doing. And specifically, I wish you'd stop taking us to fucking war. And I don't see that not happening under him. Um, I'm way off base here because I still want to get back into his other, you know, generic
1: I, mean, I just Clinton I just want to and, say that. Yeah. So you said the Bush administration, and why why I asked if you meant Clinton's? Because in the article, he kind of says that the the Clinton administration basically towards the end. If you, I think you said if you squint, you could see sort of the the movement from.
0: No, I what I was implying is that if you look at this new administration that's coming in, and yes. you just kind of blur your eyes. I think that you'd really have, like, if, if you had the late, like, 2006 to 08 Bush, and you have this incoming administration next to each other, outside of some climate focus, like, you could just, and, like, the fact that some of the people have breasts, like, you're just, like, that's the same thing. Like, I don't see much difference there.
1: Yeah. Well, he talks in the article about... The Clinton administration passing the the crime bill, the Defense of Marriage Act, Mm -hmm. NAFTA, welfare reform, and saying that, you know, really, they kind of had moved further to the right while winking at the left. And that's Mm -hmm. kind of what he expects of this administration. Well, well. I
0: I expect that, too. I went a little bit further to say that I think they actually are the wolves, Mm -hmm. not just in sheep clothing. Well, I I
1: think it will be interesting to see... How this administration governs and what their what their real priorities are as we get into the first hundred days or so of the administration. Apparently, there's a lot of executive orders already being um, put to paper that they can get um, enacted as soon as they're they're in the White House. I I hope you're wrong. Um, I I hope that you know. They take the party as as it is, as a big tent party, and they try to, um, maybe get some of of everybody's agenda done. But I, I can see I can see it going either way. And uh, I, I like I said, I hope you're wrong, but we'll see. And I think we'll we're gonna know pretty quick within the first few months, um, you know what direction they're going, and obviously likely to have a Republican Senate to to have to work with or through. And we'll have to see, you know, given that, what they can actually get done. Um, They're already talking about a a stimulus package, a COVID stimulus package. I mean, if, and I, I really hope we don't, but if there are any further shutdowns, there has to be stimulus to help everybody get through it
0: no yeah i mean it's all fake printed money and it's going to be bullshit for decades to make up for it but yes if the government tells you to stay home they're on the line for your livelihood at that point so they need to be paying us to be staying home yeah like i don't think that's unreasonable like and again like i say this you know every few weeks if you're gonna print a bunch of money and start giving out money the best way to do that is to give it to the people that constitute your country. Give it directly to the citizens if you're going to be printing out checks. Don't be giving them to businesses through avenues that can be funneled into people's pockets. Yeah. Yeah. Or don't do it. That's another thing. But you know, that's not going to happen. So.
1: Well, I think they need to do it at this point. So,
0: Yeah. If they tell us to stay home, they have to. Yeah. Yes.
1: All right, you had you mentioned something about breasts earlier. I think you were talking about (laughs) the uh, the all women communications team.
0: Yeah, yeah. So it was a big news item. I think the day before yesterday. I feel like on Monday or Sunday they were maybe it was Friday last week. Everything's bleeding together. Um, They were talking about how it's a big deal. Was this just on Monday? I think it was yesterday. They were talking about how it's a big deal.
1: Sunday. I I saw. Sunday. it,
0: It was a big announcement that they have an all female communications team. Wow.
1: <laughs> so specifically, he named Jennifer Saki um, to be his press secretary, and, and then the rest of his entire communication staff is just is yes, all
0: female. Alan, mm. I find it a little bit sexist that they made a big deal about an all female communications team. Just just close your eyes and think about your average communications degree graduate. And tell me you didn't imagine a blonde woman that looks roughly like Kaylee McEnany.
1: I did. I did exactly yeah. imagine that. Although I'm not going to say that.
0: <laughs> 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 Look, th- th- there's been th- there's been tons of female communications directors. There's been tons of fema- female female communications teams sure this is not remarkable they're leaning into shit just to get credit for it for things that we don't give credit for any fucking more and i couldn't believe the media was that into it like i i think biden doesn't recognize that he's not only going to be compared to trump he's going to be compared to obama but not just obama obama four years later where all the warts have been exposed from his foreign policy like just putting up lady secretaries and forming a third term of obama isn't going to be good enough like, like I said, John, John Kerry might be a good diplomat, but he supported the Iraq war, right? Like I said, and A Blinken, I, not A Blinken, <laughs> a, the letter, a, Bl- a, the letter, a Lincoln, oh shit, <laughs> the letter, a Blinken, they're both, they were, like I said, they both wanted war with Libya. I, I just wish that there was more message from Biden that he was going to go away from DC centerism. And like I've been ranting about for the last, I don't know, hour, it just doesn't feel like that's happening.
1: Well, you know, Biden was asked whether this would be a a Obama third term. And he said no, because he had to. Well, he said no, because Obama told him to. (laughs) He said no, because the the world was in a different place than it was, you know, four years ago, which is you know, the stock answer.
0: That's, I, that's actually a bad stock. I feel like a stock answer wouldn't give like an, a loophole excuse like, oh no, it's not the same because we're over here. It's not like you should say, because I am not him. <laughs> like, <laughs> your answer shouldn't be, well, the world's changed. Like, no, fuck <laughs> you. This is a different administration. It should not be hard for you to say that.
1: Yeah, I, I don't. I mean, there are certainly are a lot of Obama um, administration uh, people in the, the Trump or that I'm sorry that Biden is nominated to his cabinet and uh, to key positions within the administration. So the people that are surrounding him a lot of them are from that administration, but I think that he has his own I hope that he has his own north star um and that he follows lodestar. it. Load star. Load star. I said north star.
0: I think that's what a load star is though.
1: Well, oh, I thought that's just where you you know, I'm
0: Don't. Yeah. Nope. No. Nope. Yeah. No, Vanilla there was a thing ice cream. that came out in the, yeah, like a year into the Trump camp, uh, presidency where the word lodestar got used and that gave away who some leaker was. Don't you remember this? No. And they were like, nobody ever used that word lodestar. And that's how they figured out who the person yes,
1: was. Yes, it is a star that <clears throat> leads or guides, especially the North yeah. Star.
0: I have a more cynical opinion as to why Biden isn't staffing any of his competitors from the from the campaign.
1: I've heard that Warren might still get a spot. Um, okay. And maybe well, Stacey Abrams as well, potentially. I, Although yeah. I, I, heard that Abrams maybe just wants to be governor of Georgia and isn't interested in that, but I don't know.
0: She's like, let me just run again and fucking win. I, I think she can. Yeah, I know. I'm just saying like, yeah. yeah, she's like, all I wanted to do was be governor of Georgia. And then I had to do all this election bullshit. Yeah. Now I just want to be governor <laughs> of Georgia. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the, um, so my more cynical outlook is while I was like formulating these thoughts about like, how come this person's not in the president in the cabinet? How come this person's not yet? And I was like, ah, that's pretty obvious. Um, I, my cynical answer is we know Biden's not running in 2024 and he probably just wants to keep the deck clear for Kamala. Hmm. And I think that's a really bad idea because Democrats are like joke writers that don't, that think they can anticipate what the audience is going to do. They're like, like, you know, like you write a joke and you expect what the person's going to do and then they don't do it. And you're like, "Eh, yeah, uh, you don't know where to go with the, (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It requires that
1: response for you to continue it.
0: I think Democrats are setting themselves up to not have a good candidate in 2024 so that the vice president can win. And then come 2024, we're going to be like, no, we didn't like her. That's why as soon as we could primary, we said, no,
1: I mean, we'll, a lot, a lot will depend on the next four years of whether or not, She's a viable candidate, I think.
0: Or president
1: already. That too.
0: So all that like bickering between these two parties and within the parties themselves kind of rekindled the hope inside me that there may be a progressive libertarian coalition in the future. I don't know if that sounds completely untenable to you, but when I say that to progressives, they're like, okay. Do you, does that sound crazy to you?
1: No, but I also think that Libertarian, as a as a descriptive mm-hmm. term, has such a wide range of, mm-hmm. of what that means that I could see. Right, you
0: have me, it, and you have Clinton. right, right,
1: and I can see a certain portion of that rainbow being yeah. more likely to yeah. create a coalition than the other. Right, um, it's more about what what your priorities are.
0: Sure. Um, so, so I mean, it'll be ad hoc and ephemeral, coalescing and then evaporating as tensions work out. But there has to be a tribune of the plebs. Like, there just has to be one in American politics. If not, people are going to get thrown in the Tiber. That was a Roman history reference.
1: I, I know. I know that. Right. <laughs> Can you? Right. No, but you have to explain that. You can't just leave that what there. You, well... Do, what is the Tribune you, of the, the Plebs?
0: Tribune of the Plebs is essentially the person selected to represent the lower class. Mm-hmm. Um, initially, there was like 10 of them in a Senate body of like 100. I don't recall the numbers now. Uh, And that number kept growing, so there's more and more pleb tribunes. Um, They got more and more power. You weren't allowed to strike a tribune while in the, within Rome, so uh, like it was punishable by death. Like, they were super revered. Um, And, you know, republics have a lifespan, and later on, they weren't very effective. Um, You could argue they weren't effective ever, because usually anyone they got nominated got murdered before they could do anything, but That's just a tale as old as time, Alan. How does halftime sound to you? That
1: sounds amazing.
0: All right, I'm going to go get a beer then. Yeah,
1: I'll see you on the other side.
0: All right, we'll come back with nuclear scientist stuff. Fun. This is the B-side of our platter, sports fans. And I'm singing just for you, covered in sequins. (laughs) In the canyons of your mind, I will wander through your brain to the Get ventricles chili. of your yeah. heart.
1: You, uh, don some denim. I am yeah. in
0: love with you. Oh, well, I got again. hit on by the manager of the Outback Steakhouse today for this jacket. Nice. The was it a,
1: was it a male or female? No, yes. It was a, it was a man,
0: <laughs> but I did appreciate his appreciation for fine dental.
1: Yeah, I mean, he's a like-minded individual.
0: Yeah, I was like, thank you so much. My girlfriend got it for me, and he was really confused.
1: Did you, uh, did you ask for like a bloomin' onion or anything? Or?
0: Ew. <laughs> is okay. So is that a euphemism for like a prolapse stain <laughs> or something?
1: <laughs> wow, I wasn't going that far. I was uh. just. Oh, love the sound! Um, yeah. Sure. I'm sorry. Wow. <laughs> no, well,
0: I, I'm done with that subject.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think I am too. <laughs> uh,
0: what are you drink? Maybe drinking a little on? shrimp
1: on the Barbie. Uh, the Ooh. the usual um, lemonade and uh,
0: lemonade, nice and potato juice. And, and potato <laughs> juice. Oh, I like that. I've, I've I've never heard that. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> Did you make this up? I don't think so. But <laughs> oh, okay.
1: It's pretty good. pretty sure it's out
0: there oh, in the ether. I, too, am having potato juice. It's grapefruit, potato oh, juice, those, and soda. Oh, I've seen those, the Cutwaters. Yeah. Are they good? Made by the, they're, they're very good, yeah. Oh, I gotta it's try made that. by the someone who split off from uh, Ballast Point. Nice. Yeah. Whew. You ready to get into this uh, Iranian nuclear scientist topic?
1: yeah, I was actually just trying to pronounce his name in my head.
0: Oh man, okay, you'll do it then because ooh, ooh, no.
1: <laughs> have you seen the updates of this story by the way?
0: Uh, the last I saw was ten hours ago and it was like editorial responses. I haven't that I mean the whole reason I have this subject on this week's show is the second it happened, I was like, that's a big deal. and then just nothing, nothing, nothing. Israel did it nothing nothing it's like hey i'm pretty sure the people that get mad when their scientists die in the middle east don't just hear israel did it and go oh okay cool i'm pretty sure they go oh fuck america then like that's usually what happens yeah i think you're not wrong about that because because when um i don't i don't remember what the name of the operation was but there was uh like, oh man, like 10 years ago now, there was, the, the, do you remember the centrifuges, uh, the Iranian Stuxnet? centrifuges? Stuxnet, yeah. yeah. The Israeli operation to cause their centrifuges to like overspend and like explode yeah. or whatever. Mm-hmm. And that was a joint US-Israeli yeah operation, right? Right. But when it came out, it wasn't. It was like, oh, Israel did this.
1: Dude, that virus was
0: so on wait, everything, so- by the way. So I'm pretty fucking sure that when Iran hears, don't worry, the Israelis killed your nuclear scientists, they're they, they're not stopping there with it. They're like, oh, well, I'm sure that, okay, I can't wait to hear, you said you have some news on it, but right. <laughs> no. Are we getting excited?
1: Job. Should we just get into it?
0: I'm. We're into it. All right, we're into we're it. We're into it, and we're going to back up. We're in the middle, and we're going to back up. We're going to back up. Okay, you Can tell you me. Can you
1: make the beeping sound for backing up? Because uh, I'm I not know. good at sound effects. Oh.
0: No, I tried to, and my voice crashed. Shit! You
1: know. All right, so I'm gonna I'm gonna take a running start at this guy's name, uh, Fakhrizadeh. Yeah, let's go with that.
0: I think it's like a "duh" at the end, the "deh." Uh, Fakhrizadeh. Z- I think it's like a "zada."
1: Is that I think does so. that sound better? Okay. All right. So this was the top Iranian uh, nuclear scientist who was murdered um, on the streets in Iran. Now the initial story. That came out was that it was armed gunmen and some sort of explosion that took took right. him out. You haven't yeah. seen this update, then? No, so they, I have.
0: The update's fucking bananas. Right, I'm glad you know about so, it. So,
1: so basically, they're saying this is a remote control machine gun that yep. controlled by satellite that killed this guy. And Potentially, it was in
0: specifically in a Nissan in a
1: van that then they yeah. blew up to destroy the evidence of it yep. being there. Which is
0: but. It was, but they found pieces that proved it was Israeli made, apparently, which is very important.
1: Yes, apparently, they're saying they found pieces that show I don't know what logos or brand or something that, yeah. that are from Israel. Now, to your point, Israel, of course, is not, um, has not come out and said, Yeah, we did that like they ever would. Um, and the American government has not really said anything about it either. Although, Nothing. Although, clearly, if... So, Israel and, and, Amer- and the U.S. are so close that if Israel did this, the U.S. knew about it. Like, it, we...
0: Who who, who said Israel did it?
1: Well, Iran saying Israel did it.
0: Iran said Israel did right, it. Right. Right. Right.
1: Now, interestingly, all the, the countries, so Bahrain and, what is it, the UAE, who recently... Um, normalized diplomatic relations with Israel came out against... That weren't them. at war with them? Yeah.
0: Just, but way to go, Kushner.
1: <laughs> they came out and, um, you know, said this was a terrible thing. Condemned yeah, it. Yeah, they condemned it. Israel, um, like likewise, has been, hasn't said anything. Um, so one of the f- sort of things that's floating out there is that it's likely that this was done to prevent the Biden administration from rejoining the Iran nuclear deal. Um, and the way you connect those dots is obviously from Iran's perspective, Israel did it, and with the acquiescence of the U.S., they're not going to necessarily be in the mood to um, rejoin that agreement um, that the U.S. walked away from under the Trump administration after this extrajudicial I mean, killing of their it could scientists.
0: Be a- Sure, it, I mean we did also kill their top general. That like happened we, too. We killed their yeah. That I would actually argue that's a bigger reason that they won't join the treaty. I think that this was Netanyahu recognizing that he's almost out of office. Trump's going to be gone, so he's Might losing as well just his biggest. Do it. But this is his last chance to do anything against Iran. I think this that's what it was. But I'm 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 kind of worried though that as things escalate, they could be. Like the fans could be waved a little by this president. Um, the fact that nothing's happened by now, I definitely take much of what I'm about to say with a grain of salt. But war has a way of turning on its own. You know, you think that you've you're in control of something, and then the way you find out you don't is very unpleasant yeah. to discover. So yeah. um, Pearl Harbor, yeah. Sure. So so like looking at. Looking at 2018, I had an article that I saw from The Atlantic. Um, I just lifted this this line out of it. So, in 2018, Trump tweeted that law enforcement had been strongly notified to, be on, notified to be on the lookout for illegal voting. These measures failed to carry the day, and Trump will likely conclude that they were too timid. How much further might he go in 2020? Well, here we are, and we've seen how far he'll go with that claims of illegal voting, having realized that he didn't go far enough in 2018. And with that failing, there are emergency powers that the president gets if there is a stated declaration of emergency. We've seen him use a stated declaration of emergency already with, the, with the, uh, the border. I don't know why we would not expect to see something like that as a last-ditch grasp if he really feels that he'll be prosecuted once he's out of office. I'm not sure. But... I don't know. You seem to be pretty dismissive of that. I, I I admit. I think that if Trump was trying to start a war to keep himself in power, he would have done so already, right?
1: Yeah, I think there's a couple things there. So first of all, he is very anti-war and has been for a very long time.
0: Yeah, um, except he asked a couple weeks ago if he could bomb Iran, and yeah, but we gone. talked
1: about that, and I feel I think that he thought he could do that without starting a war, and that's why he wanted to do it. Um, <clears throat> the the other thing I, I would say is that Bile reports, he's pretty much disengaged from anything to do with running the government. He's not interested. <laughs> um, yeah. So, you know, he's still, I, I assume, I guess he's still watching his Fox News and I, I guess he's still having his conference calls with Giuliani, but uh, he's really just retreated. I, I don't see him taking any course of action at all. <laughs> like, I think he's just going to sit there for another however many weeks it is and not really do anything I I, I I see him as impotent at this point honestly
0: I hear you but I also see people acting as his agents putting on fake press conferences yeah to, but they're
1: know, doing that to that is the the the, Emperor, to get the donations. that's the emperor's new clothes syndrome right like they they that's their role that they are his sycophants and they're going to keep playing that role because it's it's all they know how to do or it's 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 in know, their best man. interest to do it.
0: I get pretty nervous anytime I hear anybody of significance in Iran get... Oh, I agree.
1: But who's left in the Trump administration that that wants to start a war with Iran?
0: That's a good question.
1: Because most of those guys are gone at this point.
0: No. Excuse me. This is outside (laughs) of the Trump administration. You have me for a fucking second. Then I... Oh, my God. Okay. I can answer that fucking question. Okay. It's called the Pentagon. Okay. I, I have never in my life ever other than last year after we killed one of their generals ever worried about iran nor should you like, right <laughs> but the pentagon has had a fucking hard on for them for the last 45 years
1: don't you think that certain people mm. <laughs> within don't you think that's a few
0: people inside that i know i you know what i really don't you think it's because entire- anytime a shia kills an american they blame it on iran first People always say Hezbollah. They support Hezbollah. They're the biggest uh, state sponsor of Hezbollah. Uh, but, but like, let's just follow down that path, right? Well, Hezbollah hasn't been at war with Israel since Israel withdrew their troops from Lebanon in 1999. Well, I'm not, hold even, on. I'm not going to be an Israel okay.
1: apologist yeah. at all. But I to say that Hezbollah hasn't been at war with Israel since 1999, I, I mean, maybe officially, but they've certainly still sure. carried out. Well,
0: okay. They're a real political party because they were forced to become one by Ariel Sharon and George W. Bush. So that's true. Then you can't just say that every time a Shia kills an American, it's because they got paid by by Hezbollah and Hezbollah was funded by Iran. No, I agree. By Iran, I agree with that. And 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 we can talk about real terror in the world and probably the the real world worldwide leader in sports of terror, <laughs> Al Qaeda. Okay. Their greatest sponsor is the Saudis. So if we want to talk about terrorism being something we're worried about, why are we talking about Hezbollah and Iran? We're talking, I and mean, we should be talking about I, about Al Qaeda, and Saudi Arabia. Except we can't, because we have a business relationship with Saudi Arabia, and we now support Al Qaeda because they're the side that we were supporting in the Syrian civil war.
1: I mean, our our, our relationship with. Saudi Arabia has been problematic for a very long time, uh, I think. But, but,
0: I but think, that's why we hate Iran, because we want to sell weapons to Saudi Arabia, and you can't sell weapons to, I get this wrong, to a Sunni if you don't hate the Shias. Well, I, right?
1: I, I yes, and I I think MBS, the leader of, of Saudi Arabia currently, is a despicable person and um, responsible for... A New York Times journalist being cut up and thrown into a dumpster, um, and among other things, And Yemen. And, and Yemen, right? Um, so yeah, that's that's a whole can of worms. Uh, I so I guess I,
0: I realize I got here from from Iran by having a diversion into Hezbollah, and I apologize. I I, I just I get I get tweaked by the fact that people blindly say Iran equals Hezbollah equals any random terrorist like that that bothers me a lot like, and that's not because true because it's just i know yeah. and then and then that all gets juxtaposed against Israel in the region
1: and Israel is no saint obviously they they've caused a lot of the issues that are there so
0: i feel like i diverted you from every point you tried to make you <laughs> want to get one of them out
1: no no i i think we actually i think that was a pretty successful segment i'm not i'm okay with it
0: all right. Well. Yeah. If you, you know what, when I talk like that, it's because I'm passionate. So hopefully, some of that made sense.
1: I think it did. I think it translates. I think people will understand that. I I mean, cool. so I I guess to put this in a uh, put a bow on this topic is that my hope is that well that I'm right first of all about Trump and that he doesn't attempt to uh, to start a war to stay in office.
0: I think you're right, and I I'm, I think he I, th- I don't think he will.
1: Yeah, I you know I don't think he will. To your point, which is that some of this stuff is outside of anybody's control, and the shit just happens sometimes, and suddenly you're in a war, right? Right. Um, that's always a possibility. You know, there's always well, and, a possibility. And, and you take that measures
0: some, to avoid that, and we haven't been taking those measures for the last four years. Well,
1: yeah, but there's always a possibility that there's some segment of the Iranian military or whatever that says, fuck it, we're, we're not going to stand for this anymore, and we're going to react— And then you know shit escalates and goes bad, right? Um, Yeah, and 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 there'd be no
0: reason not to think that because the Iranian government is already denying what the Iranian people want. The Iranian people don't want any of this shit. They don't want any empirical goals. They just want to live prosperously under a government that leaves them mildly alone. Yeah,
1: like Like, most people do. (laughs) Yeah, go figure. Most people want that. Yeah, Yeah. imagine that. Huh. All right, that was Speaking that. You know what? That's actually more of a topic than I expected it to be. So that was good, that was good. fun.
0: Speaking of religion and freedom, the Supreme Court made a decision this week.
1: Yeah, and so this was, um, you know, Amy Coney Barrett, or ACAB, as you as you like to call her. I, I, yes, but I have
0: moved to just saying Amy Barrett. I refuse to give her a, a bastardization name. of RGB. They only did that because they replaced her with a woman with a three word name, mm, perhaps.
1: Um, this was the the first time that she was sort of the deciding vote in um, a Supreme Court.
0: I thought it was Gorsuch. Mm. It
1: it was five to four, including um, her. And I see. if she wasn't there, it would have been four to four. Because no, if, if Ruth RBG was there, it would have been five to four oh, the other way, right? Right, because she replaced. Yeah. Or
0: if they didn't replace her, yes, mm-hmm. it would have been four to four. Right. Uh,
1: mm-hmm. So what this was was. Uh, was what <laughs> New York? You heard that? Sorry, I, I did. Was so far from the market, it's not any <laughs> no, I can still hear it. <laughs> yeah. So New York had a ban on religious gatherings with more than ten people. I mean, the interesting thing is that by the time that this actually got to the Supreme Court and they ruled on it, they'd already sort of backtracked this and weren't actually enforcing that rule. For now, for now. Um, although I, <laughs> I don't, did you see that video of like that huge wedding where there's like ten thousand people? in some Hasidic no. jewish uh, comu- community
0: no but i know that de blasio had like i i don't know if this is a function of the people he was targeting were being more outspoken but the ascetic jewish community and him were like at fucking war like specific, spe- wow. specifically wow specifically they were locking shut synagogues and not locking shut other places yeah. like the city was coming by and putting chains around their gates yeah. and like other places just being like, oh, good, the door's locked.
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, there were I, a I lot of- I don't think
0: that New York, I don't think that the mayor of New York is anti-Semite. I'm no, just no, that's not that at all. Tar- they were targeting-
1: I mean, the, the reason that was happening, though, was because the, the infractions that were happening in that community were just mm-hmm. way, way beyond the pale. Um, yeah. So uh, it kind of makes a little sense. Although when you look at it, you know, when you zoom out and you see that, well, you're allowed to go to the grocery store with a hundred people there, a couple hundred people there. Um, they're not they, this. This ban initially did not take any any account of like how large the building was. Like you could have a stadium, and it still was only ten people. Like it didn't take yeah. any account for the side, the square footage, right? Right. Um, it was sort or the of airflow. It and... was sort of arbitrary, and in retrospect, kind of a honestly, it was it was not a good. Um, It was not a good law. Um, But the reasoning, the reason that they were enacting these laws, they had a, a, they were coming from a good place in that those communities and those, they were becoming super spreader events and they were, they were getting tons of cases and deaths, et cetera, from those areas. So I understand why they did it. Um, But the Supreme Court ruling against uh, New York is sort of a change in that precedent before this has been that the Supreme court was very deferential to local government specifically when it came to public health issues as to how they dealt with those. Um, And for the Supreme court to, to sort of jump in and say, no, you can't do that is, is sort of a,
0: a departure. I feel like I would have been, I would have expected them to not hear this more. You know what I mean? Just ignore it. Yeah. Especially since at
1: that point it wasn't even a thing anymore.
0: Yeah. Yeah, so do you think this was a bit of activism? Hmm. Like their first opportunity to flex?
1: Maybe. They've had other opportunities and have have chosen not to take Well, yeah,
0: but I think they weren't very appropriate to. I think this is one that they could flex and sort of be on the side of the country, I think, in general. Yeah. I hate... I mean, because, yeah, I I feel like I share a mind with you on this. I'm okay with this.
1: No, I am too. I just, I hate... The term "Supreme Court activism," just because I, I don't, I don't like that. Just the concept of it. Yeah, um,
0: I've been listening to a podcast series called "The Activists," right. and I think they were recently dealing with Supreme Court stuff.
1: Well, that's been a thing for quite a while. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Maybe, maybe it is. But I, I'm kind of okay with the ruling. I um, I'm I, concerned yeah, I about they're... what it what it bodes for the future in these more sort of left right topics that they might have to deal with and with um amy barrett being the the swing vote is um a little concerning but we'll see what happens as, as it moves forward
0: yeah i um i definitely am not the biggest fan of the religious aspect of this but the individual side of this i think it's a win for the individual
1: i agree i agree
0: I see you have a funny story about a dog. (laughs)
1: There's not a whole lot here, but uh, Joe Biden... There's not a lot
0: of meat on this bone? There's
1: not a lot of meat on this bone.
0: We'll just (laughs) gnaw on it as best we can. There you go. Uh,
1: Joe (laughs) Joe Biden fractured his foot playing with his dog, Major. Um, He showed up at a uh, press conference today, and he had that little boot.
0: Oh, I thought he was playing with his dog, Major. (laughs) <laughs> like he's got like a guy in charge of all his dogs and he was like wrestling with him and he hurt his foot.
1: No, no. His dog, his German shepherd, who is a, I believe this one's the rescue is named major. And he was playing with him. Oh, there, we don't, we don't the know German the details major? as to, uh, what exactly, like if he was throwing a ball or a, you know, some sort of rope that they have the, the press, you know, Fake news. They just haven't delved into the story enough to really get us all the details we deserve. Um, (laughs) That's true. But all we know is that he sustained a micro fracture in his foot while playing with his dog. And he is now wearing uh, one of those special boots that you wear probably for the next few weeks. Oh, he's got a walking
0: boot like Tom Brady? Yep. Yep. Mm -hmm. Wow. Yeah, he showed up to a press conference today with it. Do you think... I bet that he wasn't playing with the dog. What do you think he was I doing? Think the, I, th- I think he was walking through the kitchen, trying to finish making his dinner, and that fucking dog was there because he thinks he's getting scraps, and he's always in the way. Every time I back away from the fridge, he's fucking there trying to trip me, and he finally won. I feel and like I think the dog's proud of himself. I feel like you're channeling You some know they do this shit on purpose. Inner anger Yeah, here. me, this fucking dog. Every time, my dog's tiny. I yeah. couldn't even imagine if it was a German Shepherd. Yes, I think the dog got in the oh, way. Why are you so angry can't, at your dog? Because he can't- Oh, I love my dog, mm. but- She just, I don't know, because I'm always mad at her over that.
1: (laughs) Did you just go on a rant about being angry at tripping over your dog? I think that just happened.
0: Yeah. They all do it. So I think, you don't have a dog. You don't know. They're like toddlers. Dude, I don't have a
1: dog currently. I've had dogs. Like, I love dogs. If I had the option (laughs) to have one, I would have one right now.
0: I was about to relate it to your one time having a kid. (laughs) It's just like when a child runs in your way. Having a dog is like forever having a three-year-old that doesn't talk. This is true. Talk. Actually, I'm glad they didn't talk. It'd be bad if dogs talked.
1: I think when I get to a place where I can have a dog again, I'm going to get a, an Aussie. I want an Australian Shepherd really bad.
0: Yeah, they're cool. They're awesome. Or uh, look for, uh, is it an Australian Kelpie? Those are cool dogs, too. They look, they're they basically Australian Coyotes.
1: Really? Yeah. never heard of that. I had a Sheltie yeah. when I was a kid. You know what that is? Like a mini... Um, yeah. Yeah.
0: Why do I, I feel like I have a joke about Shelties? Mm, don't cut. Just
1: don't get a Saluki. Those those things are assholes.
0: Yeah. Right. Or a Shetland pony. Shetland.
1: <laughs> yes. I see we have a question coming up. Oh yeah. Dustin asked the question.
0: Let's go. Okay, let's see. Uh oh. How much more noise can I fucking make? <laughs> uh, Dustin's questions. Um. Okay, I got one. So, what if we close the bars? Right. Actually, do you know how many people the NYPD employs?
1: No, I don't. I'm guessing it's a big number.
0: 55,000. Okay. And Alan, there are over 25,000. 1,000 bars and nightclubs in New York City. So what if we close the bars, open the schools as bars, and train half the kids to be bartenders because that's what they're going to be doing anyways... (laughs) and give the other half of them way too much power and undeserved authority and call them cops and have them shut down all the bars, it'll just be good practice for what real practical life will be like just for one semester, Alan. (laughs) Then we can go to all the bars and drink cocktails made by children, and if they do anything wrong, we got other kids there learning how to be cops.
1: Wow. That's, That's quite a utopia.
0: It'll just be like the good old days.
1: Right, just like the good old days. Uh, I, I, I do think it's a good idea to shut down bars, You do to shut down bars. I
0: think you, Okay, I like where you're going with this so far. You,
1: you said earlier in the show, something about the, you know, people tend to lose their inhibitions in a bar and they tend to make decisions they wouldn't ordinarily make, which puts them at more risk. Right. Kind of. So maybe
0: don't have kids in that environment is what you're saying.
1: <laughs> maybe not. Okay. Maybe not. I, I, Yeah.
0: Plus, Is that really where you're going? Are you actually going make a logical... Are you, are you, are you, are you making a serious <laughs> answer? Because I should listen to a serious <laughs> answer.
1: Plus, you're just going to turn all those kids into like alcoholic assholes, mm-hmm. right? No? No,
0: no. You grow up around that much abuse and you never want to touch the stuff
1: jesus christ
0: <laughs> it's not gonna be a good environment no i imagine not this sounds like a, a mean, south a New park York city episode. schools already sound like a fucking nightmare to be in could you imagine turned bar ran by kids with kids cops remember that, that time when Cartman
1: was a cop on south park yes it, yeah it would be like that yeah. he just it like, would respect my authority yeah
0: undeserved like, authority yeah. yeah yeah it's in the question <clears throat> Do yeah. so you like that? I liked it. I, it was fun. I actually, I, I made sure, thanks, I made sure that you didn't ask me a question at that point so that I could make sure it was related to your next topic. You have something about New York City schools.
1: Yeah, so New York is set to reopen K-5 through schools next week, I believe on Monday, and they have removed that 3% metric, which, um, I don't know, did you listen to the Daily last week about the... I did. Yeah. So it's yeah. weird. So basically when... So the mayor of New York was very adamant that schools are important to reopen um, when the during the beginning of the pandemic and you know New York obviously was one of the hardest hit places by by the coronavirus. Their hospitals were overwhelmed um, their you know their morgues were overwhelmed it was a terrible place to be early in the pandemic. But they got it under control, and the mayor went about trying to to get schools reopened throughout the summer. He was working on plans to do that. That was probably his number one priority. And for whatever reason, he came up with this 3% number, which seems to be sort of arbitrary.
0: Yeah, I think they even said on that show that like he even admitted it was kind of arbitrary. They're like, well, we'd like to be below 5% and you know we can't make it too low so let's just pick the middle and well then there were consequences yeah
1: apparently so everybody was like well if we can just get below five percent we're kind of we're okay and then he said
0: like i'll i'll show you some good faith we'll never even have to worry about five if we get to three you'll be fine right we'll close yeah and then
1: and then they got back over three percent, um, and so they they shut down the schools, and there was all these you know protests and stuff in the streets from from New Yorkers. People in the streets. <laughs> uh, so they they have now determined that they can reopen schools K through five, and honestly, all the data shows that in yeah. those age ranges, it's totally. It's basically safe. There's very little chance of transmission. In no, that,
0: in in, that age in range. the entire time of the pandemic, I don't know if this stat is only in the United States. In the entire time of the pandemic, and perhaps this stat is only New York. The number is so low, you won't care if it's New York or the United States. Less than 100 people under 14 have died. Like, I mean, if when, if that's like, your... I'm, and I'm pretty sure those people, you must have had to have had an underlying condition, right?
1: Yeah, I mean, I always caveat when we say things like that is that, you know, if that's your kid that's one of the 100, that obviously that's an impact. Uh, but overall, the the numbers are astonishingly low of, first of all, spread between kids of that age, and then impact from the virus as far as actually getting sick
0: and, and passing it on to other people. So and, and people have been saying this for a long time, but now teachers unions are starting to say it too, and it's like... Yeah, are you saying that because you believe that now, or are you saying that because you realized you're going to have to go a whole year without classes and your teachers being in school, and that you're undermining the public's faith in teachers' unions?
1: Yeah, no, I, I suppose that's a good question. Um, I, I mean, so New York has decided to remove that 3% metric that's not even a part of whether or not they can remain open anymore, um, which... Seems like the right call. Like the you know, it was just it was just an arbitrary number picked out of the air, anyways. Um, so I think that's a good move. Uh, now there are still questions all over the rest of the country as far as how we can reopen schools or, or whether or not we should. That we're still addressing. Teachers unions are a huge part of that, though. You know, whether they're on one side or the other, uh, they play a huge role in whether or not these things can reopen probably bigger than they should to be honest as far as you know they're not they're not public health officials um, they're a union they're a lobbying group right, right. so it's it's kind of crazy that they have so much power over this but people are really suffering when i say people i mean families i mean kids um because schools remain closed um and it seems all the data we have seems to point to the fact that it is Reasonable, especially in the younger kids, K through five, that it's reasonably safe to to reopen those those schools,
0: right? And and that there isn't even spread between them and people they would be. That's right. Yeah, at risk. Yeah. 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 Uh, while I was looking at that this week, and just in general, just the the thought crossed my mind: like, when did shutdowns as an option? Like, when when like when did that come up? As a possible solution for what we're dealing with, do you get what I'm trying to ask?
1: Yeah, I have. I don't have. I don't have any idea when that happened. I know that public health officials have talked about it for a while, as always being on the, an option on the table. But I don't. I
0: mean, it feels that way, but I don't feel like I heard about that
1: though. I don't know the like, inception.
0: Feel, so to me, the first time I really heard about it was when this was happening in China a few months before I got here, and they're like, "Look at these people being pushed into trucks," and like. You know, you remember seeing all those videos of people being treated inhumanely, and you're like, wow, they're literally locking down. Yeah, and they had like
1: speakers on the sidewalk, like blaring out that people had to stay in their apartments. They had locked apartment buildings. Riveting people
0: people into their doors. Yeah, yeah, it was crazy. Um, So the lockdown as a solution actually came up during the George W. Bush administration. Of course it Um, did, because fuck uh, that guy. (laughs) I know, right? Sometime in the early 2000s, they came up with a solution to do pretty much what we did early on. Um, Just as a... More extensively, though. Like, everyone shut down two weeks. Like, we literally just, like, go inside and don't do anything for two weeks.
1: And this was, like, contingency planning against the potential virus or this... Yeah. Okay, okay.
0: Yeah, so either, like, a biological threat like that or, or, you know, uh, SARS. Maybe it was after SARS. Yeah. And just, you know, coming up with a plan for if that actually got worse. So that evolved. And, you know, even after what we've experienced in the last few months, you know, I I really feel like the consensus solution is that that doesn't work. And that, you know, targeting shutdowns in the businesses that hopefully they stick to and keep and maybe even targeting it a little bit better is the best solution. But then, like, I, I read that and I was like, okay, well, that. That doesn't really change. That didn't answer my question, which was really more along the lines of like, no, like when, as a society, was this an acceptable solution for us to get from our government? You know, like, do you see how that's different?
1: Yeah, that we just collectively agreed that this was something that we we were okay with.
0: Yeah. So, like, yeah, you could put it in a fucking binder and say, if this happens, we turn to page seven. <laughs> right, right. And, you know, which is what we usually do. <laughs> yeah, but I, I feel like, I feel like. Like the idea, I I mentioned it earlier, like that idea of safetyism, right? This idea that like, if one person gets hurt, then it's just not okay. You know, revitalizing, renovating parks to not have swing sets on them and shit like that. No monkey bars, all that stuff, right? Uh, All all the way to, to where it's like, well, we shouldn't have this as a feature in a car, anymore because if it kills one person, I don't know. I'm not thinking well, I of think specific, of, but you follow me. Yeah. Right?
1: I think of the Patriot Act in response to 9-11. <laughs> yeah.
0: I mean, big time. Yeah. Right? 100%. Yeah. So safetyism erodes, like you're saying, I mean, stick to the Patriot Act. That's a better one. <laughs> safety, safetyism erodes at the rights that we say we value uh, so that when we're put into a fight or flight situation, we end up retreating into safety and then demand that the government protect us by means of stripping away the rights that we already associated with losing for safety, right?
1: Which is what the Patriot Act did.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so like I said, this is why China was able to have an effective response to the virus because they already have those controls over those rights. Nobody got to choose and say, well, I guess I don't really like these. Like, they already had those. Oh, yeah. Uh, and and as much as I'd like to not get sick, I'm not fucking following China's human rights lead, you know?
1: I mean, the only thing I would say to that is... is is. South Korea was also very effective in handling the virus, and they they do not have the same draconian government that, that China does. Their culture right. is different than ours, okay. obviously. Right.
0: What's on the north side of South Korea?
1: Uh, the north side of South Korea contains yeah. North Korea.
0: And then what's north of that? China. Uh, okay, and then what's on all other sides of South Korea? Water. Well, yeah, so they're a fucking island, Alan, so they can do a pretty good job of saying no one gets in or out, we only have 30 million people, we have the best software and technology, and our citizens well, are retarded, so they'll wear a fucking mask early on. They, also, they, were good.
1: they also gave up some personal like data that would feel uncomfortable like they were basically released I all their...
0: early on libertarians were like why don't we do what uh south korea is doing and then very quickly i stopped hearing libertarians right. argue for that
1: well they released everybody's uh, personal gps data was just released to the government so they could contract trace using that so if somebody popped positive they just had access to all that data which i mean personally i'm not comfortable sharing that with the government um although it it's, all, to go through a third it's party, all trade-offs yeah. right like but at, at some point that's a slippery slope argument i guess is where you trade off so much that you just
0: I don't mind slippery slope arguments. I think it's. I think a slippery slope fallacy is a fallacy. Like you can listen to someone tell you incrementally. Jesus Christ, Alan, we are here living in the experience that 30 years ago people warned us. You know, if you do this policy, you're going to create this kind of society. Right. And here we are. Like we're literally living in something that we feel is very normal. We're just boiling, but incrementally, all of these things like. Noam Chomsky's been screaming at the, well, Noam Chomsky's been mumbling at the top of his lungs about this for our entire life. And here we are seeing exactly what he said was going to happen. Yeah. Corporatism, statism, like endless foreign wars. Like just, I I was wrong to dismiss Chomsky earlier in my life and think that he's a curmudgeon and much of what he's saying while sounding true is just, you know, a cynical view of human nature. No, he was right. Everything he said is right and he's still right.
1: Mm. There's probably some areas I disagree with him on. I can't think well, of no any at the moment, perfect. but, uh, for, on the large part, yes, he's, he has sounded the, uh, the alarm. He's been the canary in the coal mine to sort of these social,
0: um, and technological trappings. Yes. He is yes. the one to tell us that Huxley was right, not Orwell. Sure. And you, I actually, we've talked about this. So Orwell warned about the fascist takeover from the government, something kind of top-down, while Huxley warned us that we will grow complacent and love our technology and put the shackles on ourselves.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And that's what we're doing. Yeah. Okay. Well, All, that's all that. sponsored
1: by social media. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, which, by the way, this week's episode is brought to you by TikTok. This week, TikTok.
1: I thought it was Penn Island.
0: Oh, Penn Island was last week oh shit also i'm i i use a really bad chinese accent (laughs) that i don't think you even picked up on so i
1: didn't really pick up on it at all yeah
0: well i didn't want (laughs) to lean into it that much because it i don't know alan it felt racist it felt racist well if it it felt
1: racist probably don't want to lean in on it all right yeah don't lean on that
0: yeah um i have a whole rant about how frustrated i am with covid but i don't want to talk about covid anymore yeah we did a lot of covid yeah, we did. It. We we really got the COVID out earlier. <laughs> um, I just saw some news from Buzz saying that Rudy Giuliani has discussed with Trump the possibility of a preemptive pardon for for Giuliani uh, before inauguration day, according to two New York Times sources. <laughs> I couldn't get that burp out. I was trying so hard to not burp. <laughs> Uh, Can I just say that again? Because I don't want the burp or my shitty voice in it. Okay. So I just saw this from Buzz Burbank. Uh, Rudy Giuliani has discussed with Trump the possibility of a preemptive pardon for Giuliani before inauguration day, according to two New York Times sources. Alan, is this the person that's been doing pay for play that you mentioned in our pre-show? Uh, I guess I better acknowledge that it'll probably be in the pre-show. But you said there was a whole pay-for-pardon investigation that just broke as we started recording.
1: Yeah, yeah. So we just got confirmation that this was happening, basically that the the Justice Department was investigating whether or not somebody was attempting to pay for a presidential pardon, and that investigation is moving forward. Apparently, they've obtained a a large amount of data, which seems to indicate that this is a true thing that's actually happened. Um, Most of what's been released tonight has been redacted to the point where it's it's very difficult to actually make out the story here. Um, So I'm sure we'll get more of that as we move forward. But this whole thing with Giuliani is, is... Interesting. Oh, by the way, it's also broken since then that not only was Giuliani's uh, pardon discussed, but also Trump's children's pardon discussed to include um, Jared Kushner, Ivanka, and Junior. So the interesting thing about the Giuliani uh, pardon is that... And his kids. Well the kids thing is relatively new and I I don't have a lot on that. But so the, the Giuliani thing is that Giuliani hasn't been charged with any crimes at this point. (laughs) Right. So basically this is a preemptive, like get out of jail free card, which legally it's wait. Like in
0: case he fucks like a 22 year old dressed up as a 15 year old.
1: (laughs) Borat. Um, so, so, legally it's unclear as to whether or not this is even something that you can do. They're saying that potentially he would have to in the pardon, um, actually, cite the things that he assumes that Giuliani might be indicted for. So, th- just the things that are on the the forefront out there that Giuliani could be in trouble for.
0: Some the Igor and what's his name from Ukraine, yeah, right? Yeah, like yeah. right? Isn't that I? I'm, I didn't pick the name Igor. That was one of their names. Is that wasn't that a thing? You can't. And didn't those guys roll over on him? You
1: can't make these names up. Uh, yeah, Igor Fruman and Lev Parnas.
0: And That's right, Lev Parnas. Yeah,
1: so they were his buddies from Ukraine who... So here's here's the, the thing that might be a criminal that, that he did. Um, you remember the ambassador, uh, Marie Yovanovitch?
0: Yes, yeah, oh my God, yeah.
1: So she got fired, and there was basically a huge pressure campaign from Giuliani to, to get her fired. Now, if he did that because... His Ukrainian buddies, Levin and Igor, wanted him to, and that could be proven. Then now he's acting as a foreign agent without disclosing it while simultaneously working for the president of the United States. And
0: Dude, wait. Can you just pause after saying things like that? (laughs) Sure. (laughs) Fuck, man. So did you just say the president's lawyer potentially was pot- or could have been working. I mean, potentially. So, so Levin, it does appear that way, right? It like, does. Levin
1: like, Igor had a vested interest in Ivanovich, Ivanovich being fired. Being fired. And we know that they were we, associates. We've seen their
0: text messages talking about
1: yes, it. Yes. And we know they are associates of Giuliani um, and that he was extensively involved in that happening. Right. So, yeah. So, potentially, that so that's basically the number one potential criminal act that he's committed that he could go to jail for. Um, however, for Trump to pardon him for that before he's even been charged with it...
0: That's weird.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, there is some precedent. You know, like Ford pardoned Nixon sort of like a preemptive strike. Um, I think there was a couple... He
0: was already impeached.
1: Right, but that's not a criminal court. Oh. Um. So, I mean, there there is some precedent, but I, I don't know. And, and so they're, now they're talking about whether he will also pardon Ivanka and Junior and, and Kushner and, and including pardon himself, which is a possibility. <sighs> uh, it's a huge mess. Oh. It will be a very interesting Wait, next that's month. That's
0: literally like he's just going to write pardon me on a sheet. Push his chair away
1: and then leave. <laughs> it's going to be a very interesting next uh, month and a half. I, I will, I will say. You know what?
0: I hope he does. I hope he does. I mean, I, I he can't has... think of anything more Trumpian than that. And I think he needs to live to his full potential. I really hope he does. He has tested. I think it would be
1: the limits of every single uh, edifice and 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 system in our country up to this point as his presidency. So why not push this? why not push this boundary too? And then see what happens. Yeah. I, I I don't know.
0: Which is why I said, like, I, I don't really think he's going to start a war, but come January 12th, if all other avenues are exhausted and he's feeling the pressure i just wouldn't put it past him that's all i'm not saying i think that i'm saying don't forget if there are emergency powers declared the president can't leave or can construe it so that he shouldn't leave which would you put that past him really
1: emergency powers are insane (laughs) but obviously they're there for a reason um
0: yeah okay Would make the argument why we need trump to stay in case no no i'm just saying okay
1: i mean if if russia you know launched 30 nukes at the u.s then obviously that that's an unlikely scenario or iran did that's an unlikely scenario but emergency powers are there for a reason they're there for emergencies you know shit like that happening yes right that's why they're there right
0: they don't keep you in office for four more years no which would okay, all right. Yeah. Um, along those lines, um, there was a conspiracy that I heard about today ooh, that fun. made me laugh. Even the people saying it. Did I jump ahead? No,
1: I said ooh, fun. Oh, let's go. Oh
0: yeah, um. So Sidney Powell, the lawyer off the president, what was it? The elite strike force. Yeah, well, no elite longer strike. Yeah, she's been kicked off. Uh, so there's a theory that remember how weird it felt that it was like she's been on that legal team and then like instantaneously she was gone. And I had to ask you why, like after the fact, you're like, it was the weird shit she said. and I was like, really though? Because it's (laughs) like they all, I mean, like this is all weird. How is what she's saying like a bridge too far for this team, you know? Right. Like, think about that. Like, you treated that like she was a normal person in a group or like it was a normal group. But for that group, that really wasn't that weird, right? Like, the, <laughs> so, so, right, because what, what what was the reason they said they kicked her off? Because she was saying Venezuela and George Soros were conspiring. Yeah, Hugo Chavez, them, like all that, and, yeah. Yeah, on the voting machines, right? Yeah. Well, <clears throat> people that believed what she was saying think that she was kicked off the Trump elite team because that is a civil or crimp, like it goes through the normal channels of our justice system. But she's actually a military lawyer, Alan, and she will be in charge of the treason trials that will come up at the end of their investigation. Dude, I'm telling you, man. <laughs> and all they have to do is say crazy shit like that and people keep right. donating.
1: Wow. Oh, by the way, that there, there's more talk about that whole, that fund that he has, that whatever, that PAC uh-huh. fund that he has. Basically, that money he can use for whatever the hell he wants. Yes,
0: right, including legal fees. Yeah,
1: including paying Giuliani twenty grand a day. Yep. Uh, Side note, side note, dude, it did it again. It dropped my volume. Huh. I'm wondering if when I peg, it just automatically does it.
0: I think it does. Also, don't say peg. (laughs) Fair. I get too excited. Mm. Uh, (laughs) Well, (laughs) you
1: know. Get a hair up your ass, so yeah, wild hair, wild hair, yeah,
0: okay.
1: Um, science news,
0: science news, yeah, I actually don't Uh, have a lot
1: this week. The only thing that monolith I talked about that was in the desert in Utah. Apparently, four guys rolled up and just like took it down. I'm seeing stuff on Instagram of like they put it up somewhere else. I don't know if that's true, I haven't seen it anywhere like newsworthy. So,
0: I saw some like giant. Dick-shaped monument. Oh, I saw that too. Yeah, yeah. I don't
1: know if that's, that's on Insta though. That's not like, it's not in the New York. Yeah, I didn't believe it. Yeah, Yeah.
0: I don't know. It also had aliens next to it saying we're leaving then. So, I don't know. (laughs) I didn't even get the meme. So if that was confusing, I was, it was lost on me too. Oh, no, they were saying, they were, I think, Oh
1: well, do you want me to explain the meme or not? Yeah, yeah. Well, so the meme is like the, the aliens are like, oh, we've done enough here. Like we put the monolith in Utah. We fucking stole the penis statue. Uh, we I think we've, we've we've done enough. Let's move on.
0: That's Hey, did you have this note about Lev Parnes and Igor Fruman down here the whole time? Yeah. So it was just on the next page and I never saw it?
1: <laughs> Apparently.
0: I could have said Lev Parnes and sounded like a badass. <laughs> Instead, I was like, Igor and that other guy. And then I had to explain that I didn't make up Igor. Right. We are not professional (laughs) as we think we are. (laughs) Um, Okay, I've got a serious science-themed question, and I have a fun question. Which one do you want? Fun question is not that fun. Let's do science.
1: Okay, there's not a lot of science here, so let's do science.
0: Okay. Do you know... uh, I'll just read what my dumb ass wrote. Do you know, was Galileo executed for... Um, okay, got it. Do you know what Ale- <clears throat> do you know what Galileo was executed for? Whether it was what he said or what he believed?
1: I thought it was what he wrote, which was that the Earth was not the center of the universe.
0: So that's kind of like the way it's taught. Right now, there was a dialogue written that was a I think it's called the dialogue. It's a fictional uh, argument between three parties, one with the uh, one, one with the Copernican view that the sun was the center, right mm-hmm. one that the earth was the center and I don't actually don't recall the third one um and he has different people embodying the different viewpoints and arguing it and that is it one of them like
1: Plato or something?
0: Yeah, and I think one of them was it's called the um it's it's called like the simpleton it's not yeah. but it's it's yeah. Latin yeah. like okay um anyways. So and it, it wasn't on accent. It was like this person's got the simple view, uh, and so he wrote it somewhat derisively, saying like, "Look at this stupid person thinks it's the way you've all been saying it, but this <laughs> smart person thinks this." Right. Um, and then okay, so here's the argument: there was a church. Tr- so so his statement, what 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 did it fly in the face of? The
1: Catholic Church.
0: Why? Mm,
1: actually, I, I don't. I don't have that.
0: So the the Catholic Church endorsed Aristotelian physics, and he believed that everything, um, everything material matter in the universe had an inherent tendency to towards to move towards the center of the Earth. Right, like that was the idea of the Earth being the center of the universe. Was every piece of matter there? There wasn't. um, There was no gravity. Right. I was just going to say something inherent. Like
1: a theory of gravity.
0: Sure, there was something inherent in every piece of material in the universe to move towards the center point of the earth that is where things are fall to and drawn to um and you might ask why well uh what about the celestial bodies right like why aren't they moving towards the earth and they actually identified that they weren't falling just slowly or whatever but in aristotle's solution was to say because they are different they are not matter and they don't um they're weightless and they 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 don't mm. fit into that box because they're weightless. They don't have a tendency to move towards the center of the earth. Mm-hmm. Um, so, well, so what
1: was the thing that he actually said that was blasphemous, right. I guess?
0: Well, if everything has an inherent nature to move towards the center of the earth, and he's saying the sun's the center of the earth, it, it flies in the fact of what the church says is real. So like there in that concept, is the hearsay that he was being accused of. But there was a wrinkle to this. So at one point, a church official wrote him a letter saying, no, you do have the right to make this document. You can make that dialogue mm-hmm. and publish it. And then later, someone else, also keep in mind, his trial was held underneath the Spanish Inquisition, or the time of the Inquisition. I sure. think it was the Spanish Inquisition. So the... Um, torture and things like that. They didn't want to torture the old man who was friends with the Pope, but like it it was that mindset, right? Right. Um, So he was given permission by one church official and then by another one later didn't like it. And what they were trying to determine was if he was saying the things he said or if he believed them. Mm. And if he believed them, then it's hearsay the church was interested in shutting down a dialogue about a concept that they thought was hearsay and they didn't want people to actually believe it because it was hearsay and it threatened their authority. That's it. Like Galileo was killed because he believed those things, not because he said it. And what's funny is in his, um, in his argument, when he was defending himself, he basically used the point of saying like, no, like I'm trying to show that this person's argument is saying that like that they're like how foolish of them to say that the sun's the center, like which no one could ever read that the dialogue and actually come away from it believing that he was being sarcastic <laughs> right, right. or trying to prove the church's position. But that was his argument that he made. Um, and he wasn't able to persuade them that that what is obvious to anyone who reads it that he does believe those things. Um, it just sucks that he was given the authority to have write it, written it in the first place. And then once it actually threatened their power, that's when they went back and did that.
1: You know, Sam Harris talks about the danger of bad ideas all the time, um, and especially ideas that threaten power structures are are often difficult ideas to express. Clearly, he ran into a <laughs> he ran into a a power structure that wasn't okay with his dangerous idea, right? Which which yeah, which wasn't even that crazy of an idea, but it was dangerous no. in that it challenged their their power as the one only be all source mm-hmm. of information of what the universe was.
0: Exactly. Like if you think about it, what about? I keep wanting to say Copernicus. What about? galileo saying that it's not the earth at the center of the universe it's the sun which by the way what a fucking idiot it's not even the sun <laughs> that's like, also this not guy's true. supposed to be so right. fucking smart like uh, <laughs> sun's the middle of the universe <laughs> like could you imagine being off like could you imagine being off by by 90 million miles and that not being that big of a difference like <laughs> like you were way off like
1: uh, I give him a pass on that. Just based on what right, what, what they could see at that point, gravity definitely okay. in the Milky Way. Um, most objects are falling towards the sun. So
0: I don't know. I'm not willing to give them that much of a credit. When you look at the Milky Way <laughs> at the night, Way. you're like, "Wow, there's not this even the Milky Way
1: band. Not the Milky Way. Our solar system, I guess, would be okay. But
0: yes. once you stop having light pollution like we have, and you just look at the scar stars, you're like, "I don't know that it would have took us ten thousand years to figure it out that it's like a rotating thing in space." Like it's just it baffles my mind that we stared at the sky our entire existence and like recently figured out that that's really far away. Like, and and do you know what I'm trying to say here? Like, yeah, I am being facetious, but only a little, like (laughs) it's so hard to tell from our perspective, how stupid we were in the recent past.
1: I don't think it's that hard to tell at all. I like that. (laughs) Shall we get into media? Oh, wait, hold on. Yeah. Yeah. Dude.
0: Oh, God damn it. Well, you had to talk about the fucking Sharks hockey team in the first half. I mean, we got Sharks Uh, into the story.
1: We went a little too long on Galileo, I guess. I guess so. I didn't think about that. And also,
0: I never really got to my point about that either. I think I asked you a question and just babbled on about Galileo. I guess there's no time for sharks. No time for sharks. There's no time for sharks. No, no, there's no time for sharks. No, no, there's no time for sharks. No, no, there's no time.
1: Fuck. (sighs) Okay. Sorry. Next week, people. Probably. Death? Dude, come on.
0: Okay. Well, Bring a shark story and then... How about about
1: we start the show with the shark story next... Okay, all
0: right, all right. And then everybody tunes out because they got their shark story.
1: (laughs) Okay, that's bad marketing here, right? Can't do
0: that. We got to put it at the end. Yeah. And then if there's time, we'll get to sharks. All right. (laughs) right, What have you been watching?
1: Okay, so uh, not a lot, but I I did watch a, a series on Netflix called The Young Wallander.
0: I haven't even seen this, or like I haven't seen it as a... Series. Yeah, so, How did you find this?
1: Um, you know, I think it was recommended to me by Netflix based on what I've watched recently. It's a crime, sort of murder, mystery kind of Ooh. drama thing. Uh, Wallander is a detective, and I think there are old, maybe like BBC shows featuring Wallander Big, where he's Black. Oh. A British Broadcasting Corporation. Yeah, I understand. Uh, where he's, he's sort of a famous detective later. But, anyways, this is set in Switzerland. Which, by the way, it looks gorgeous. I, I right. Yeah, they have the chocolate, and they have the watches, and they have the knives, and the lake. And the lake. I uh, dude, I'll, let's just move to Switzerland. It seems they won't let us. They in. won't let us in. Okay, because no. it seems nice. Yeah, yeah. Um. Uh. The, <laughs> the show is very good. It's um. It is a crime drama, like I said, and uh, there's some class stuff in it. There is, um. Dialogue is great.
0: When's it take place?
1: It's current. It's recent. Oh, okay. I think I read somewhere that a lot of this, the Netflix stuff we're getting or other streaming stuff we're getting, is based in Europe because of their ability to get a handle on coronavirus and us not, so which stopped production of a lot of shows here, but they were able to produce shows over there still. Hmm. So maybe that's why we're seeing so much stuff from from Europe. On.
0: We were getting a lot of BBC shows on Netflix we were, too. We though. were,
1: but I feel like yeah. it's all that now.
0: Yeah. Anyways. Yeah, so- that makes sense. That and, um, well, anything, Disney has those 360 degree green screen like pods. Are you familiar with that? No. They can film inside a like completely immersive green screen. Mm-hmm. So they can film all the individuals and then project them around you. They use this for Mandalorian, so, so a people lot of the don't actually Mandal- have to be
1: in the same room, and it looks like yeah. they are when the finished mm-hmm. product. Yep, because oh, cool. they can
0: have you on the screen next to you right there, like while you talk to them. It's fucking nuts, man.
1: That's cool. Anyways, I enjoyed the, the series. I finished it. Um, I would recommend it if you're into that sort of thing.
0: How many episodes? Ten? I think eight. That's cool. I I like those shorter seasons. So do I. Uh, yeah. yeah. Very cool. Yeah. What about you? Do you, um, do you have more than one account on your Netflix account? Do you know what I'm trying to say? Do you have more than one user on your Netflix account?
1: Oh, it's just me and my son.
0: So do you ever go into his account by accident? No. It is bananas when you open up other people's Netflix. How like, different you it just looks. Get in, uh, dude, there's shit on there that's not on mine. I swear to Christ. Really? Like, I'll scroll through the comedies until I'm blue in the face. That's not a phrase. <laughs> and like, But like, then I'll go to someone else's. I'll be like, where do you get these movies? I don't even have these movies.
1: I know that they tailor it to individuals. Right, yeah, when you said that, that's what made me think of that, yeah. Interesting.
0: Yeah. I think it's just where I look. I'm just lazy. I'm like, what's in the top 10? What's new? (laughs) Fuck it, they don't have anything. What's on Amazon? (laughs) Right. So speaking of which, on uh, HBO Max, I watched a movie called Crazy Not Insane. It's a documentary by a, or about a... Like forensic examiner? No. Uh, uh. Uh. Come on, behavioral
1: psychologist. She's
0: yeah, yeah. Yep. And they they talk about. Is this fiction or is this nonfiction? No. It's no. 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 It's nonfiction, okay, which okay. I struggle with saying. Uh, nonfiction's real, right? Yes. Why isn't that easier to get to? Why is why does fiction get to be the short one?
1: I don't know. So the way I remember is fiction. Like why do
0: I have to say no? for the one that's real. Do you follow me? fiction is fake. It starts with an F, right? It's easy to remember. Okay, yes. Actually, I've done this (laughs) with myself as well. I'm just saying, like, the human mind struggles with... Yeah, it is weird that you have to add the non... Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and it's not a double negative. It's just negative words being used to form an affirmative Mm -hmm. is weird. Um, Where were we, nonfiction? Uh, It's true. And she talks about... So... I don't know that I want to recommend the show. Like, it's good. It's a good documentary. Um, there were a lot of times that if I wasn't watching it with my girlfriend, who's big time into indul- because she's a girl, so they love their murders. <laughs> right. Like, I-, I was really uncomfortable. Really, um, the gruesome nature of like the acts that the people do outside of just murdering them. Mm-hmm. It's just I don't like. I don't like to – I think we talked about this when we talked about the Epstein documentary, how we didn't want to watch it, but we listened to to podcasts about it. Yeah. And, you know, when you listen to a podcast, you can, for the most part, imagine something. And no matter what you imagine, it's pretty much on the cusp of what you're still comfortable with imagining because you're drawing the picture in your head. But when someone – shows you the picture. It's most likely gonna be outside of what you're comfortable with. And it was kind of a version of that. There was just times where it's like, you know, I don't need to hear about all of this. Yeah, and, you know, depending on how you react, like, I mean, it'll make, it, it hits you hard. It's <clears throat> really very good, crazy, not insane. The premise is these people are crazy, but they are not insane. And to say that they're insane and to treat them that way is a misunderstanding of the human brain and motives for these things and how we can avoid them and how we can be better people in the process too. Right, right. Um, So I I do recommend it, um, although have a strong stomach for it and you know what, maybe I've warned you too much and when you watch it, it's not that bad, but I don't know, man. Sometimes I can be real queasy around that stuff (laughs) in a nonfiction environment. Sure, sure. Well... Um, I'm, Since I'm not going to talk about that movie Fat Man About Santa and Mel Gibson anymore I guess I could take us out on a quote Unless you've got one No, no, bring it Okay, I like this one So At times our own light goes out And is rekindled by a spark from another person Each of us has cause to think with deep gratitude Of those who have lightened the flame within us That's by Albert Schweitzer I know nothing about him i the name sounds saw familiar this, yeah mm-hmm. I, I, I saw this quote on instagram and i saved it i was like i like that one i like it too yeah i think when i first saw it i was like i will name someone who's done that for me and then i'm like that would not be fair to the other people that <laughs> constantly do that this show does it for me every week i'm reignited with a passion to talk about this type of shit same. and be yeah same absolutely well i don't know about you man this has gone on just about long enough um <laughs> i love talking to you bud but we gotta get going yeah yeah
1: so you want to All do the right. thing
0: yeah no offense none taken god bless cheers that was fun oh what I, I can't believe we did it without it being a really that we okay, we okay. nailed it wait know, you're stopping re- now this is-
1: podcasting